What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Miss Reps Podcast. My name is Kanal, and I'm joined by Adam. What's up, big fella? I'm good, man. Uh, another week. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have a Seahawks game to watch, but hey, you know, we got one this upcoming weekend. Yeah, dude, I feel like a really boring weekend when there's no Seahawks in there, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, there were some there were some good matches, which we'll talk about today, but um, other than that, you know, it's cold, you know, it's cold <laughs> outside. It'd be cold. <laughs> you been working on any projects or anything? Um, for me, no, not right now. Just been busy with work as usual. And, um, I'm going to kind of, I've actually been binge reading a lot of my light novels I have on my shelf. No, 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 I ain't going to go into it. I ain't going to go into it, but I have just been, I've just been binge reading a lot. And, and, uh, I really have to, I sometimes sit down and think like, how many books have I read in like a given week, if not a day? Because actually one of the books I read, I literally started it in the same day and finished it. And it was like three, almost 400 pages too. So it's like, I just, I just read really fast or I, if it's really interesting, it's like my favorite thing. I'll, I'll read a book really fast. So mm-hmm. oh, that's fun. It's not fun when you finish the book though. It's like uh depression. Cause like, especially if you don't have like the next volume, that's, that's yeah. when the depression kicks in. And, meanwhile, so. I'll, meanwhile, I'm sitting over here, like Adam rates 400 pages in a day. I'm over here. Like that's a good week's <laughs> worth of reading for me, bud. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all you gotta do is just find like your whatever stories like interest you, whether fiction or nonfiction, and it it just comes to you. Yeah, well, I mean, it sucks because I still read pointing at the word just and reading out loud to myself. I'm like the cat, the, get the, the SpongeBob, cat. the, and you don't even get past the. It's like, ooh, let me just go take a break and play some God of War or something. Oh god, that is like SpongeBob is one of those things that is just like so unbelievably relatable. Looking at back at it, <laughs> no, man. so far it's down, always relatable. How about yourself, man? I started learning, so I, I talked about my uh, f- my golf vlog project, so I started uh, finally editing the videos and stuff like that, so I'm be on the lookout for that. I am learning how to edit videos, so it's I'm taking my sweet damn time. Um, but what, you using, yeah. what you using for editing right now? Uh, I'm using software, it's, called, it's an open source software called Caden Live, because fuck Adobe. Um, there you go, I'm with you on that one. So I, uh, it, it, for someone that's like just trying to, you know, stitch together a timeline of videos and stuff like that and like add a voiceover where I'm just making fun of myself or something, you know, it gets the job done. Yeah. Um, it is kind of like resource heavy in terms of like, well, what I le- one of the things I learned is that when you take footage with your cell phone, it is compressed using variable frame rates. So it's like, once you once you start editing it and they need to put it at like the proper you know thirty frames per second or something like that it decompresses yeah. it like this ten gigs of video turned Ooh. into like a hundred and I'm like what the <laughs> what just happened to my computer? <laughs> uh, is there because uh, you have a Android, don't you? Yeah. So like, is it uh, does your phone have? I, I thought I have like different recording options. And did you just record at like four K straight, or did you record at like a set num a uh, set you know? So the setting I used was 4K 30 uh, 30 FPS, and so okay. beyond that, there is probably more advanced like ins- like uh, pro- there's probably a setting that says you know don't use variable frame rate, but you know I don't mind it because I don't have 100 gigs of storage. To spare. I, I was just I was just gonna say like just use the footage that you have instead of trying to change like anything like you know take it as it is if if possible like you record and then just have it as a file that you put in drop on the timeline and just let it be what it is. It'll probably be in the vertical thing you know instead. So of like. like- that that that's the uh, I, I think even with any software you do you mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. like you have to have it in a specific like yeah uh, you a variable frame rate 
uh, video isn't an editable file. It has to be converted into an editable file. And I think the same uh, thing happens with Adobe and that kind of thing. Look so at that this. was We're something I learned. Now. <laughs> look at this. We're learning how to edit now. <laughs> yeah, pretty soon we'll be fully full producers and everything. <laughs> That'll be fun. Um, I'm actually I have an idea for like just like just to work even for me with video editing. I just want to take like random stuff and then just make like some avant garde like recording. You know, it's kind of like one of those cueing the French music in the background, black <laughs> and white. <laughs> yeah man like i don't know just nothing nothing in particular i'm not trying to make a particular reel or anything like that or a tiktok it's really just like i do want to learn how to edit that's like a skill yeah um, i have on my list to learn for like 2023 so it's just one of those things just learn a skill I'm, that's what i want to do i'm trying to sneak it in in 2022 because like uh things like uh like uh like marketing materials and that kind of thing like how mm-hmm. what people use canva for like i'm trying Ooh. to like like get up to speed with that because like you know, creating thumbnails and um, oh man, don't hear me overlays and that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, this is like it's like a lot of work goes into like a lot of work goes into the content that people make out there. Oh, for sure. And then until you and then realize that like some of your favorite people that you follow have like their own editors, and it's just like oh man, you can start to pay editors and stuff like that. At, you know, at, maybe at a certain point, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people weird. probably have like it, it. Probably took them a while to get to the point where they can like build a team, or maybe some folks just put money up front and you know took a risk with it yeah i think it's just you have to just feel out who's your good who's your best editor that you get if you don't feel like editing your own stuff and you know especially as a content creator i think after a while like you may get like a team to like do the editing and stuff like that because it's like yeah your job is just to make footage your your job is to make the content and then let someone else you know um produce it right just like how we're you know we're on these mics and talking you know to it to each other for a podcast right it's like it's like the simplest thing the only editing we have to do is just an audacity yeah because like uh one of the main feedbacks i get is that this thing like uh we we talk for a long time it's hard to consume right but like you know guys like pat mcafee do the same thing it's just that they have a team of people that'll take all their footage and make like you know five minute clips of it like 45 minute clips and then they'll just spread spread the love across all yeah. that stuff and then you know they get that whole uh exposure that way it's, it's, it's definitely different when you are um when you're trying to take a hobby and maybe try to make some form of money right i think everyone not every hobby needs to be a side hustle i will say that but let's just say you're like man i want to make youtube videos or something like that or man you know i want a little podcast it could just be me but like you know i want to do stuff with it when you, especially when you have a full-time job on top of it and stuff, like you have to definitely like, not even just like with your, with your partner, like the scheduling, like how we do, but you also have to t- like, you have to be disciplined in your own self and like, Hey, maybe this weekend I'm trying to get better at something so that we can move up to the next level with this. But like, it, you'll never have enough time to do something. It's always, something's going to be sacrificed. Is yeah. The point. And I, I mean, if you look at it from where we started and where we are right now, you know, we, we take those little steps. It's just like, uh, at some point, things will take off once once you can um, once you get enough of a community going and that kind of thing and enough of a viewership and that kind of thing. We've been getting those followers on Twitter. We get them followers. Yeah, man. So you know, just hey, if y'all want, tweet us out a comment or a question. And, hey, we can probably just put that in the the next uh, the next podcast episode. So yeah, we're at Misreps, so you can find us on Twitter. Oh, and then also and like Instagram. We definitely talked about this before we even started the episode. We're on that. This is uh, you know, episode ten, man. Like, dude, it feels just like yesterday we started, right? 
I still remember when we were just like, you know, the Seahawks win this because we were so excited. We're gonna go start that. We're just we're just gonna start it. We're gonna yeah. start the podcast. We were hyped. <laughs> we were we were being head ass when we did that. <laughs> and then you know, here we are. We have like a cadence, and now we have like our own form of you know how to get through an episode and all that type of stuff. It, it's actually a nice process to. I think I even and it's funny because I I go to my friends or my frat brothers and sisters or something like that and i'll be like advertising my own product which is mm-hmm. something that like this is my own product this podcast like oh and i can say like yeah you know mistress podcast we're on we're on spotify google apple you know check us out in each one Re- you know review us for five stars if you can <laughs> you yeah, can just do that it's, it's great <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not anyone else's it's yours <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's the uh, artistic expression in it right it's a unique thing yeah, so if anything, like it actually inspired you to do some things and inspired me to do some things. So like, uh, I'm I'm here for the journey, wherever, whatever it may be, just like we are with the Seahawks. Yeah, for sure. We had a boring week with the Seahawks because like, um, I don't think there was much in terms of team news that came in, was there? Not to my knowledge, besides like the typical stuff, um, if there's any press conferences and stuff like that. But besides that, everyone's just getting healthy. They had the week off. You know, we got that we lost to the Bucks, but I mean, hey, take those lessons and then just take it for the rest of the year because, like, what we're uh, six and four right now, so it's not like it's the end of the world either. Yeah, but it does it do be getting tight in the wild card race. That's that's true, the that's only true. concern. Yeah, um, for one, I think there was a tweet that came out talking about like most likely wild card weekend matchups. Um, some of them are like you know Cowboys and Bucks. It it happens like thirty two percent of the time, right? There was two of them for Seahawks, which was Seahawks versus 49ers at 19% or Seahawks versus Vikings at 16%, which like really I would rather take the Seahawks Vikings game maybe over the Seahawks 49ers, but that's just me. What about you? Um, I mean, I'm just trying to take it one step at a time. I haven't really even thought about it, to be honest. I it's, think we can uh, at least be a wild card team. If not, like, like let's just say that we, we lose – NFC West to the 49ers we're definitely going to have a better record than the Cardinals and the Rams so it's just a matter of like you know if we had to get a wild card it's either going to be against the 49ers or in this case maybe at at this point in time the Vikings yeah and but I mean I'm just thinking like you know like getting a wild card spot is going to be like it's going to be a a battle a lot of teams are congregating at that record uh, in that kind of record range at the bottom yeah, you know, if you look at the NFC East, they got Dallas and um, Giants both in the wild card hunt. So that really just leaves one spot because those are two pretty dominant teams, right? And yeah. so I think if you look around the league, you'll see guys like the Commanders are are at six and five or something like that. That's just that's just a you know a half game behind us. So yeah. it, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So it's just like you, even though we, we've been we've been riding this massive wave, the bye week has come at a good time. We just gotta. We just got to continue to uh, execute to give the cliche. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was actually looking at the NFC, like the NFC playoff picture too. And Eagles, Eagles are at one, Vikings at two, 49ers are at three. Now um, they rose up four over the Cardinals winning our loss. The Bucks are at four. They didn't change. Cowboys got up by one. They're at five. Giants are at six now. And we are literally at seven. So like we could potentially... If like the season ended today, we would basically be a, a wild card team, but we have the six and five uh, Washington Commies coming in behind us, as well as the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, and you know those are 
it's just a it's just been a weird year in the NFL. There's a lot of middling teams, and you know that makes for exciting football at times, but it also makes for very unexciting football as we saw this week. Uh, but aren't you so tired of hearing like the Bills, the Chiefs, and then yeah. like you know before it was the Patriots, but now and then it was the Buccaneers and you know some Packers. Yeah, the Packers. Like after a while, like they have to fall at some point. And yeah, it's just you, the NFL. The NFL uh, quarterback uh, career has just gotten longer and longer. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. And then right now, a lot of teams are looking at their quarterbacks and saying, "Like, what the hell are we gonna do here?" Right? You know, Broncos yeah. included. <laughs> <laughs> Broncos country, let's ride. Let's ride. Ugh, but but um, yeah, yeah, teams like Aaron Rodgers with like with Tom Brady with Aaron Rodgers. You know, those teams are teams that are gonna be looking to plan for the future as well. And, you know, they're gonna probably look to trade up in the draft this year to maybe get that talent that they can they can yeah. uh, you know grow behind their starters for another year maybe. Maybe because right now like the people that are on the bubble at eight, nine and ten are the commies, the Falcons and the Lions. And it's yeah, funny well, because the Lions have been winning. They won back to back games and they won they're three like, straight they're dude. Yeah, oh three straight she's excuse me. Yeah. And they're rising up. They're four and six right now, while we are six and four. And all of us, all of a sudden, they're back in the playoff hunt, right? <laughs> yeah, like they have to win out, though. That's the thing. Like the lower your record is, the, the like basically you're going from like, oh, we can maybe lose a game. No, you have to win every. Yeah, you're game. looking at making up games at that point, right? Yeah, we had a like we could basically take that Buccaneers loss, but right now we definitely need to get some wins under our belt to get us up, and then eventually we have to face the 49ers for the NFC West. Yeah. And so. I think we, we haven't played the Rams yet, have we? No, we have not. We have to play them twice. Yeah, yeah, we have not. Yeah, we, we haven't played the Rams yet. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, the Rams, they, they just suck. But, like, we, you know, some people were saying, the, I didn't say the Bucks suck, but some people were saying the Bucks aren't looking too good. But then they face the Seahawks and all of a sudden, like, things change or something like that. And, yeah, it's just any yeah. given Sunday, right? Yeah, I'm still going to pick, like, every time, if, whenever we face the Rams, I'm still picking the Seahawks. So, oh, yeah. Regardless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well... The Rams also do have like they have a lot of broken pieces that they're fielding right now. A lot of their offensive line. Cooper Cup is hurt. Cooper Cup is hurt. And Matt Stafford's in concussion protocol. And I think the NFL uh, NFL Players Association is monitoring that situation because I think he he was in concussion protocol and now he's back in or he was cleared for the game on Sunday and now he's back in concussion protocol. So it might be a. It's not as maybe. They're not going to have a playoff. It's it, basically for like the Rams. It's like, can we maybe mess up the Seahawks' chance at an NFC? Yeah, it's NFC more. Title they're, or they're they're just, you know, I think I like the fact that that kind of a mentality exists because it makes for interesting football come the end of the season. Yeah. Um. There's not a lot of teams that oh, you know, they just kind of roll over and die. They're 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 still out there trying to fight it just for, just for pride. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, like Matt Stafford's situation is something that is probably worth keeping an eye on because it's not as grotesque as like the Tua situation was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if there is um, some shadiness, some susness around their concussion clearing protocol, or you know how they how they cleared Matt Stafford and he so quickly returned the concussion protocol, right. it might be um, might be bad news for the Rams. And I think also John Wolford has like a neck injury or something like that. So I think they're just. There's open tryouts in LA right now for quarterback. If you want to go play quarterback, Adam. <laughs> yeah, anyone can play quarterback now. Right now, I'm, I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not gonna front. I mean, I played offensive line. That's already one thing. I'm. 
apparently small for the NFL for offensive line. So like, hey, whatever, whatever position do I have up for me, right? <laughs> yeah, you have software engineer. That position is available for you. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, right. Um, actually, that's a, that's an interesting thought. Like a very huge side note is that like with all the tech layoffs, it really is like, um, you know, shout out, uh, you know, not shout out, but like all the people out there that lost their, you know, their jobs and stuff like that. I hope you can find something and don't just look for tech this is really like out of, like sideways, but I don't know. I just feel like saying it just like, don't just look for the tech companies to get you that tech job. Go look for the other comp- the other companies and in other industries that are looking for t- uh, people in tech. So yeah, that's just a thing. Yeah. That's always a, that's why I was like, like NFL, like, Ooh, let me go be an engineer in NFL or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody's need Everybody needs them too. But uh, we, we play the Raiders this week. So do you want, do we want to talk a little bit about the Raiders? Yeah. Um, if our defense isn't sound, we will basically give Devontae Adams a game. I'm just going to say that right now. Like, our defense has become solid because they came together and all that, but that doesn't, you know, uh, that's what I'm It's basically the same thing with the uh, with the Bucks, right? If you give the Bucks like, the leeway they need, then they'll, you know, they'll win. So same thing with the Raiders. We just got to stay hot on um, Devontae Adams and get after Derek Carr. Um, if not, if I can just easily see a game where like Devontae Adams with, you know, a hundred and a uh, hundred and thirty something yards, two or three touchdowns. I can see it. Even I'm worried more. about Josh Jacobs, too. Like, you know, that was the that was the crux of our game against the Bucks, Right. I think oh, the run game. Yeah. The, that You know, I'm hoping, you know, two weeks, you know, two weeks of rest, two weeks of, you know, studying. Maybe they'll understand some there. Maybe there'll be some growth in the in the execution of the scheme and stuff to yeah. um to take down the run game but yeah like if if they get josh jacobs going then oh that's it's can, over then it's yeah. over yeah you're not you gonna stop, if you can't stop the run it's gonna be a long game well it's gonna be a short game technically but it's gonna be a long game for the seahawks because especially for a team like the first defense like the seahawks that's really young you know if you get if they let josh jacobs going then then the the raiders can open up their playbook and start doing some rpo type of things and Devonte adams will just completely feast yeah. on us it's, it'll be a it's a slippery slope yeah. if you let that run game get going. It's it's up to the D line to set the gaps for because without how our defense because we're running that three four defense now it's about the those five down or sometimes four down D linemen setting up the gaps for the linebackers to swing around and get the tackle. Sometimes it could be the D linemen, but like it's 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 more of a scheme thing and stuff like that. Our D line technically is not young, but the we have like what we have a rookie edge. Uh, Boy Mafe is one. He'll be probably Darrell just gets... Taylor. I don't know if Darrell Taylor is back. Uh, That's, Darrell Taylor. I wouldn't consider him young. It's more of so like we, we're trying to see like what you like with Darrell Taylor this season. We were. It's more of a season of like now you can be great because like you're set. Like we we like because I remember when we got Darrell Taylor, you knew he was for like a three four defense rather than a four three. He wasn't like a defensive end, other... huh? You mean the other way, right? Like uh, he's a he, he was for a four three and we're no, playing no, no. more. I, I thought he was more of an edge that was for a three four personally. Okay, but um, so yeah, and like our four three, you can't really like you can't like if because an, an edge is kind of like that oddball off or on lineman, right? Mm-hmm. That's not really a defensive end, but not fully like the quote unquote the old school outside linebacker kind of thing. Yeah, it should be its own position. He really is like a, a good edge, and then we finally we did, he did figure some things out from the four three standpoint, but then even better from a three four standpoint, in my opinion, from this season alone on the, mm. until the hip injury came in. Yeah, that's that's the thing that they got to look out for. Alton Robinson, I think he's still 
He was a he was a player that I liked last year. He was especially in like a rotational type of. Um, is he is he back in? I, I heard the good things. He was getting healthy. I'm reading right now. It, uh, Brady Henderson tweeted out uh, today. Um, players that Seahawks have on the IR: uh, Daryl Johnson, who I think we drafted this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Alton Robinson, Isaiah Dunn are getting close to coming back, but they're not um, activated yet. I think uh, uh, Trey Brown. Trey Brown is. Um, is back and I think he is going to be lining up on the left side of the field. So um, he'll be yeah. playing opposite of Tariq. Willen. Yeah. And it's more of like, if Trey Brown will take that position or not, it's that's the competition aspect of it. Right. Yeah, there, I feel like the competition is going to be something that, that's to keep an eye on. Cause Mike Jackson has been playing lights out. I mean, in terms yeah, of he's like a, his he's a vet, and he's a vet too. So it's a matter of, he can hold that, that position. He, cause Mike Jackson gives me uh cam chancellor, but as a corner vibe. Yeah, he's a big hitter. He's like a he's like a, a vibe player in the sense that, you know, everybody when he lays down one of those heavy hits, like the team kind of rallies around him, but you know, maybe not fundamentally as sound. He gives me well, that's Quandre Diggs. Quandre Diggs is that hot streak, like I'm a missile and like if you try to catch this ball, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and hit you. Like yeah, he's cool. not he's not bad at coverage. He's not as like I would say as bad in the coverage aspect like Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is like more of a box safety. Mm-hmm. Rather than a coverage safety, he was never utilized as a coverage safety. Like I would say, like if he come, if he were to come back this season, he's not, of course. But yeah, it's funny because like we're having all this success and he's not on the field because he yeah, and it's because <laughs> questions are going to be asked, right? Questions will be asked, especially when he comes back from that. Um, because I, I think it was like an injury where the muscle separated from like the t- like the tendon separated from the bone or something like that. Yeah, so it was something see. like very unusual or not unusual but like it's not your typical like pulled muscle type of thing yeah so like we got to see how he comes back next year but like i mean in the meantime like he's he's really good like from the box like if we had him i feel like our defense would be looking a look like a lot different if not a little different personally for sure i mean like with the with the amount of growth that we've had i don't think his press i think his presence was it was it didn't wouldn't directly change the way that you know players on the team have grown so mm-hmm. if you take that team and you you put in Jamal Adams as a box safety, we'll probably play more nickel and dime packages. I think they were looking at three safety sets for a while. Um, oh, but you've been running those, and I've been so happy. Yeah, especially like because then you let guys like it, it changes the way when you when you with your linebacking core too, right? You're not you're not putting as much responsibility and coverage on your linebackers when you run a, a nickel and dime type of um, scheme. You know, you yeah. let those guys go after the ball, and maybe in those kind of schemes like. You know, maybe a Cody Barton would be having a different season than he's been. Cody Barton's been having a streak of getting interceptions. You got to give him credit. Has he gotten? Well, he got one last. Or he got one in weeks. the Bucks game. He got one in the Bucks in the, in the Bucks game in the week before. I think he got a, one interception. Did he? Yeah. So yeah. So I'll give credit where credits due. Cody Barton was has been one of the improving players of the of the. Uh, First of, of the all, season. Did, first of all, everyone, don't don't let this man like sound any different. This man was not high on Cody Barton. No, he no he loved him because you know, uh, just wasn't because Cody Barton came from uh, did he come from Washington or no, not Washington? No, he's just been a player that um, he's been one of those like special teams heroes that have been on the teams, and you know any player that's a special teams hero is just kind of like a beloved player on, like uh, your Nick Ballors or you know those kind of players. Yeah, yeah, because he was in the 2019 draft and stuff like that. I was just looking up like the stats of like when he got. Yeah, he got an interception in the Bucks game. He didn't get one in the Cardinals or the Giants. Two private. Uh, actually, he only has one. I thought he had more. Oh, it must have been a, a block pass. It was a block pass then. Yeah, and so you know, it, it, you, you give credit for the moments, 
but you know if he can continue to like build on those then you know then it'll he'll probably change my opinion but like as things stand right now you know he's had flashes hopefully you know he can that he can make those flashes you know something that's normal for him yeah because right now for the season he is at 71 combined tackles 25 assists two sacks one interception for a yard that's it yeah and so, you know, uh, maybe you have, he'll have that chance against the uh, the Raiders. We'll see. Um, in terms of, so we talked about Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams. I think Darren Waller's on IR, right? Is he's Hunter on IR. Him, he's on IR. Hunter Renfro, I think, is on IR as well. And then Mike Hollins has been getting a lot of play as well. But I think um, he, either way, you can never. I don't care if they if though if they're out, you cannot like if it's almost like giving a team hope and then they get back into it, like the Lions just resurging a little bit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So in, in terms of offensive line play, you know, Raiders had a good offensive line for years. I don't they've been kind of on the decline. I don't know how they've been playing this year, but if Josh Jacobs numbers are anything to to indicate, maybe they've kind of had a, a little bit of a renaissance with with how they uh, protect the quarterback and, and you know, protect or create gaps for their running back. Yeah. So basically, the Seahawks basically need to take out Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. You get rid of those two then you can worry about the rest. It's one of those things of like, I would just plan to get rid of like that receiver and the, and the, uh, the running back. If you yeah, know, I think it's going to be a long game. I mean, the, 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 the best way of doing that is, you know, if we can get those, or if we can get our edges and our tackles to basically live in the, the, the Raiders backfield. Mm-hmm. Once you get, once you put them in that kind of a situation, don't give them the opportunity to even get off the play that they, they want to, they want to make. Basically. It'll open up a lot of things for you. And, you know, without Darren Waller in there, who, you know, we love our tight ends here at Seattle because they're typically your safety blankets <clears> and <throat> they can get you your first downs when, um, in, when you know, when you need him. You know, Darren Waller is obviously a, a tremendous t- tight end and not having him in there will probably play a, a, a pretty big factor. I don't know who yeah. his backup is, but. Um, Either way, like, my, yeah. my, it doesn't, even if they, we don't recognize their names off the top of our heads, I didn't really look at the Raiders as, like, you know, their, their current starting lineup, but I would never, this is the NFL, I don't care who you're facing, because there were teams that were, um, you know, that were two and something or three and something, now they're, like, they're coming back. Like, even the Falcons have a chance now to make a, to go, to be a wild card team, right? If we were to lose this game, we're going to be tied with the the commies, and, you know, it's it's gonna get to a point where we can fall out. That's yeah. what I'm saying. We can't take some loss. We need some like some wins right now, especially from the divisional side of things. Because right now, it's currently the 49ers. You know, have the the tiebreaker uh, with us at the moment until we face them again one more time. Defensively, our Raiders. Um, I mean, they have Max Crosby. Um, Crosby's a big one. Um, he he's got two rookie tackles to go against. So it's you know it's up to our tackles to you know. To hold him and see how not they hold him, hold him, but you know, not hold him, hold him. We don't need flags, but like you know, make, no basically, basically take them out of the game if possible. So uh, I, I trust in Gino, like the offense. I trust in to get us there as long as we don't start slow again, like we did with the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks is like a you know they they've done some deep dives into it now, and one of the things was the. Um, the the family uh, like the packages that we were running you know we we kind of strayed away from what make it makes us like successful which was like our power our power like you know our thirteen personnel with um, three tight ends out there you know we kind of didn't do that in the first half because maybe it's one of those things where like we want to save it for the second half when we really need it kind of thing but my you know hopefully is, hopefully they don't kind of go with that just, hopefully it, my thing is just run it 
I would just, I'm not saying run it every single play, but I actually have seen NFL teams like the Patriots and other teams during certain situations where they just, they put three, like three uh, extra linemen down, either extra linemen or an extra lineman and two tight ends or all three tight ends in our case. And they just kept running the ball until like, are you going to stop it? And then they'll even go to like, oh, it's a pass play psych. And like, yeah. if that's, that's gonna be like, if that's our bread and butter in that case, Shoot, make that like our our main thing, and then you can go to other formations and stuff after that. Because then, yeah. like, what are they going to do when we start passing? Set the tone, or... right? It's about setting the tone. Yeah, yeah, just setting the tone. And so you have you have a running back back there. I I know that we loved, we want to protect, it, especially in the Seahawks' history of running backs. We just don't want we don't want Walker because it just happened to the you know just happened to Penny. He just got injured. We don't want another injury on our rookie like the Jets did. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where, like, you do what you can to win. You have a chance to go to the playoffs right now, unless you just want to tank, you know, which yeah. I don't think we want to tank at this point after all of the – I don't want to, like, prove the doubters or anything like that. My thing is just go and do what you can to the best of your ability, and we will wait to see what the Broncos do with uh, their with our pick from them because currently it is at number five overall. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm typically not in the – in the, um... I don't. I typically don't um, advocate for tanking, just because, like we talk about, how any given Sunday anything can happen, right? But um, anything can happen. Even in the draft, you know, like players could, like Zach Wilson can get drafted at number two overall. But you know that the, the Jets had to, um, or you know, it's don't it's a risk the, either way. Do you remember right? the draft? So, Do you remember the draft where they drafted um, Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston at one and two? Yeah. Year? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? You see where they are now. <laughs> yeah, well, Marcus Mariota, it's and J- well, Jameis is like another like odd one too. Like he's had moments where you he you you think like okay, he's he's in a good place again, but then he keeps getting hurt. But Marcus yeah, Mariota, you, you mean his you mean Jameis Winston's thirty for thirty year? Thirty for thirty. No, nah, I've been t- I I block out his Buccaneers years, and it's just Jameis Winston, the Saints player. <laughs> Right, which he was actually solid when he actually was playing, you know, that that little streak before Drew Brees, like, uh, you know, eventually left. But we already talked about the Saints in their post Drew Brees era. They need to let a lot of stuff go. But then at the same time, maybe Jameis Winston ain't the thing, especially now he's not he, he can't even stay healthy. I, I don't even know if it's an issue of health or they don't want to play him at this point. I yeah. don't even keep up with that anymore. I, well, they have Andy Dalton out there and there's only some like what is. Andy Dalton's think- a ceiling. He's a, he's that mentor QB that like you, you know you want your other QB to come in behind you. They don't even have a. I don't think they have a first round pick this upcoming season. Any of uh, this upcoming no, the, draft. No, the, the anyway. Eagles have it. Yeah, right. So like you can't even go and get a quarterback even if you wanted to. So you're stuck like using a vet or some whoever just falls into like free agency. Which I think something's got to go with the with the Panthers with their thing of. I love PJ Walker personally, but if he's not working out, he's not working out. But you know, you got PJ Walker, Sam Darnold, and Baker Mayfield. You can't. I don't think you're going to keep all three of them after this season. Personally, man, Sam. Can you imagine being Sam Darnold right now? He's like, <laughs> he got, people he thought got, he was going to have like a career resurgence at the like at the Panthers. The Panthers. He, he, he kind of had it at the beginning, and then he kind of yeah, tapered off. But you're, you're looking at what's going on over at the Jets this year, like, um, with with um, Zach Wilson. You're yeah. thinking like maybe if they had oh, Sam Darnold in there. The league now. There's nothing else to talk about with the Seahawks except for hopefully they get the dub with the Raiders yeah. at this point. So yeah, let's go around the league then. What's the mm-hmm. first thing you want to talk about, Zach? Well, we should, we're yeah. talking about Zach Wilson. Let's yeah, talk yeah, Zach Wilson. Continue on Zach. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they're they're 
so the big story, you know, we'll talk about it as well because I had I had feelings towards At this, this point. You might as well just talk about the game too, because the Jets pay the Jets Dude, Patriots was, game. I think it was the most boring game I've ever seen. Like, mm-hmm. how many times have we said that this season? <laughs> there is like, a who is it the um the one dude on YouTube that um um that follows like you know they're like the podcast for the Packers and then the, mm-hmm. the other guy that's for the Broncos. He keeps on making a video called the worst game the worst game and it's like the new worst game right now he's at the new 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 worst game and i was just like oh my gosh well you had two of them this week because the ravens game with um who are they playing well at Uh, first he was he was literally keeping up with he keeps saying the new worst game but every time whoever keeps taking the mantle was the broncos so (laughs) well there's also that guy out there that's doing the uh it's been 11 weeks of the nfl season and russell wilson still has fewer touchdown passes than bathrooms in his house with sierra who did that? <laughs> there, I don't know. There's just some guy that I just see reels about it, but I think it's just one of their like. Oh, I you know, saw it. Someone had the gra- I saw the graph too. It's like <laughs> yeah. you get to like how many bathrooms he has and stuff. I'm like, at the same time, a man got several bathrooms. I don't think you need that many bathrooms. But hey, who am I to judge when you have a nice ass house when you get that, that much money? I don't think that number of bathrooms is the issue. It's the fact that you know, 12, 12 touchdowns he probably should have had it six games ago. <laughs> I will give you that one, and yeah, I'm 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 so glad not to be a Broncos fan. Yeah, that's not fun over there. But going back to Zach Wilson, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. big news that came out about Zach Wilson. You know, post game conference. So that game ended three ten. No offensive touchdowns were scored. Game ended basically on a punt return touchdown on the final, you know, final punt of the of the uh, game, if that's what you want to call it. Um, reporter asked Zach Wilson, Zach. Do you feel like the offense let let the defense down this week? And very quickly, Zach, kind of like very upfront about it, said, nope, nope. And looked around, you know, saying basically, you know, full stop, no. That was the end of it. Even though... Even though this man is the same guy that only threw, what? What was it? Seven yards in the second half? Yeah, I think, or maybe, I think they, uh, I think I might have got, I, I did that math myself, but I think the the actual number. So the the funniest the funniest way representation of how inefficient the offense was. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think the average yard average distance gained on each play in the second half for the Jets was like two and a half inches or three inches or something like that. That's how like pathetically inefficient the offense was for for the Jets. Um, oh my gosh. Teammates are, seem to be alluding to the offense as the problem. Are we seeing like a rift forming here in the uh, the Jets locker room? Mm, I mean, if anything, it's over their quarterback play, which you know that was always going to be a thing. Um, I mean, it's it's funny because Robert Sala even said like in his thing, just like uh, he he basically like I think he eventually I think there was another thing, like another conference or a thing after talking about he he went to go talk with Zach Wilson after it, but. He basically was just like, I don't have confidence in Zach. He's not our starter. <laughs> yeah, he he was. I think it was the first time this season that he was non-committal on his starting quarterback next week, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, you get that that speaks numbers. I think we like not us specifically, but just people that watch it. You know, they see the kind of football that was played with Zach Wilson. They see the kind of football played with Joe Flacco. I mean, it wasn't pretty, mm-hmm. but you're not letting your defense down by not scoring an offensive touchdown. Granted. You know, the Patriots also didn't score an offensive touchdown. You could say, hey, maybe it was just one of those kind of games. But, you know, it, are we really going to try to demean ourselves to the point where we're like, well, they didn't score either, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I was going to say, like, with the Jets' second half, right? I got the stats right here. They recorded – actually, 
So someone just, this is like from CBS, they're saying, why the Jets lost? They only recorded 103 yards of total offense. Mm. Um, And then 101 of those yards came, 101 of those yards came in the first two quarters. Yep. And then they only recorded two yards of of total offense in the second half. They had negative 21 pass yards. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, and then they even said like their biggest, like their biggest pass they only had um, Zach Wilson only had nine of twenty-two for seventy-seven yards. Thirty-four of the seventy-seven yards came on an underthrown pass to Denzel Mims. Yep, and so that's the thing is that like we're not you you got it in a situation like this you know like we're you know we were we were saying you know Patriots didn't score any touchdowns either but Mac Jones still kind of had a day not like you know like a four touchdown day obviously he didn't mm-hmm. score any mm-hmm. touchdowns but he was like you know very high percentage I think eighty percent completions. For like 250 yards, you know, he got the ball down the field. He was able to do that. Mm-hmm. You look at it from the other side of things. Where where were the where, at what at what level is the offense inefficient? Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you, even if you look at the Patriots, though, yes, they won. You know, but at the same time, they were Owen. Patriots were Owen two in the red zone, and Nick Folk missed two field goal attempts in the windy weather. It was definitely windy, but you can't you can't put put up excuses for everything. Right, but Jones Jones just had a last second touchdown that basically prevented them from going into overtime. So yeah, uh, Jonathan Jones to Jonathan, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because he, he's returns punts for them too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, he's been a standout player for them on defense too. I mean, he's a rookie corner. I thought it was a. <clears throat> I thought um. I thought jo- I thought Mac Jones got that touchdown, or no, that wasn't the case. No, no, it was right? a punt return touchdown. Oh no, you're right. Yep. I had to catch like the I had to catch the highlights, so don't mind me. Yeah, so, yeah. A punt return touchdown. That's how you go out in the game. A punt return touchdown. Special teams. Special yeah, teams. special teams gets a lot of love, especially this year over most. So in that in that game though, it's like the thing. The re- I had, I had strong feelings towards it because you know like what the fuck, man. Like he you you there is probably a very long, well produced highlight reel of all the. The screw ups in that game from a quarterbacking um, perspective, just strictly a quarterbacking perspective. Mm-hmm, Things mm-hmm. like missed reads, um, missed uh, missed throws, under poorly thrown throws, poor decision making. Like you can't even like it's so bad to the point where you can't even like criticize the scheme because like you don't even know the scheme that's being tra- that's, that they're trying to execute, right? Mm-hmm. And so like. You know, at the end of the day, I think this is one of those situations where normally in this league we're, we're um, quick to blame coaching staff. You know, that's the, the first thing to change. You know, it's probably probably the first thing that's going to change for a lot of teams like the Broncos. You know, Nathaniel Hackett's probably on like, you know, he's he's if he hasn't been on the hot seat, he's on the hot seat for, for a freshman coach. But, you know, it's this is one of those situations where the quarterback is 100 percent letting down that team for a defense that's playing as lights out as they were. Like I mean, I I did just say that the defense did, or you know Mac Jones still did get 250 yards and you mm-hmm. know, was able to move the ball down the field. But it's like we're Seahawks fans. We got that bend don't break mentality, right? Like right. don't matter. The no points on the board, right? Like until the special teams gave up the the punt return, right? And that was Marcus Jones, by the way. Marcus Jones. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't Jonathan Jones. It was 26 seconds left in the fourth quarter. I don't yeah. know if I was the Jets, I literally would just be throwing my helmet down because I'm like, I'd be so frustrated. There, and so that comes back to the original question: Do you think a rift is forming in the locker room? 
With who, but between who though? Zach Wilson and the fifty-two other players on that team. <laughs> <laughs> the fifty-two players on the roster. Um, I don't know if it's. It depends. I don't. I don't see Zach Wilson as like a terrible person in the like the locker room. But at the same time, like you do, you, as an individual person on the team, it's like you do have to think like, bro, we just need a quarterback to do something. We just need to do something. We're because defense is doing what they're supposed to, like you said. Mm. Um. Even other people are saying, like, just put Mike White in there. You'll at least get something with Mike yeah, White. Dude, I've been, I've been hollering that for a long time, too. I was like, Mike White, I mean, he's, he's serviceable. He ain't like your – I wouldn't say he – yeah, he, he's not like your – you know, we don't know. We haven't seen Mike White for, like, a whole season, right? We've seen him in, like – it's one of those things where you see him in bits and pieces and they were really good. But at this point, it's really just like I would just bench Zach Wilson. At, yeah, after yeah. a performance like that, which – which I even sent this to you on Discord, right? Where they were comparing um, Zach Wilson with uh, uh, Jamarcus Russell after their. <laughs> yeah, after their it's not a their good comparison. First, it's not because so <laughs> I have to say this real quick. So over the first twenty career starts for both of these players, right? Zach Wilson. Actually, this is going to be a lot better if I just bring up the tweet because like it's, it's being compressed. Here we go. So Zach Wilson's pass rating is seventy point seven right now. Jamarcus Russell was 70.6. Their passing touchdown to interception ratio was like 13 to 16 for Zach and 15 to 13 for Jamarcus Russell. And then the completion percentage is 55.6% for Zach, 52.1% for Jamarcus. And then yards per attempt, Zach Wilson beats out uh, Jamarcus Russell by like 0.1 at 6.3 to his 6.2. Finally, yeah. the wins and losses. Zach Wilson is eight and twelve total over uh, eight and twelve total, while Jamarcus Russell was six and fourteen. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at if we just look at Zach Wilson's like career number numbers this season. He's got four touchdowns and five picks. You know, last season he had nine touchdowns and eleven picks. What well, what are what is the um, what is the decision? What 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 is clouding the decision making here? Right. I mean, the if you're a team that's putting up good. Yeah, that's statistically good on defense. You know, you have like a, I think, what are they at? Like a six and three now, or mm-hmm. nine and three, or sorry, who are you talking six about? and four? The Jets. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If you're if you're in that kind of a position, you know, your immediate concern is to to continue to win, right? Your you, tanking isn't even on your radar. Make they're the best decision. They're literally on the bubble. They're fourth in the AFC East, but they're number eight overall in the AFC. Like that's what I'm saying. Like they literally just they need to get these wins. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is in. what you play for. I mean, like. If you even just having a shot in the playoffs gives you a chance, you know, it's that Cinderella story. But, um, you know, you, you can't be making sentimental type of decisions or decisions based off the fact that, oh, we drafted him number two overall. Your primary duty right now in this situation, given with how well the other pieces of your team are playing, is to continue to win games. And Zach Wilson is not going right. to do that for you. Yeah, he's not. He's not doing it. I think. I think Jets need to make that hard decision because I think he's still on contract with them for like another year or two. Yeah. I didn't check that. I, I, that's something to keep an eye on because if they're going to uh, – because he was drafted number check two overall. Quick. Give me a second. Let me check real quick. On yeah, sure. I'll, I'll just fill it in with my voice. The beautiful <laughs> he, voice of Canal ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he, if he was drafted at number two overall, it, the one thing to keep an eye on is if they pick up his fifth-year option. Because they didn't do that with they're Sam not, Darnold. It, they're not gonna pick. They're not gonna pick up. Yeah, because that's a, it's a decision. Yeah. Well, I mean, people have done dumber things. But I yeah, I would not. 
I yeah. personally would not. You this is this is a thing that now here's the thing. I know we're we're talking from our position, but like if you are an owner, a GM, you have to like literally right now, the given years, like you need to see what quarterback you have by year three. Not year four, but like pretty much by year three, if not Oh, excuse me. I wouldn't say year two, but um, but definitely year three is like your after this. You this is what you have, yeah. With Zach, now granted, Zach Wilson had like a lot of coaches and stuff, so maybe you can give him an extra year. But at the same time, it's like I don't know because now yeah. your head coach kind of is wavering on him, and he even said like I'm not committing to him. That that says yeah. a lot. Um, and the, the one thing that um, mm-hmm. oh, you got you got your numbers. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah, he signed in. So he, you know, they got he got drafted in twenty one. He is signed to twenty twenty four. If they were to cut him after, so if he was cut before June first, uh, they would have what? What is this? Twenty? Oh, they would have a cap saving of twenty point seven million, but they will have twenty eight point seven million in dead money if they mm-hmm. were to cut post June first. Uh, they will only have seventeen million in dead money versus a nine million dollar cap saving. So they could get rid of him this this uh, I would say get rid of him post June first. Mm-hmm. Um, but it depends on if they're going to go ahead and try to get a quarterback. I mean, you have Mike White, so go with Mike White next season and just see what you can get, and then or at least the remainder of this season. You know, you could use that as your your internship. That's what they're doing with Jeff Saturday. <laughs> yeah, 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 true. I, we, we've given a lot of time to Zach Wilson more than he's due. But one last thing that I was going to say was that um, one thing is that, you know, I think Dan Orlovsky said it the best. He was, because I think he's been the most critical of it because it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, the way he just kind of um, brushed off the question. Right. And I think the, uh, the thing that's dividing the locker room right now is the lack of accountability. You're hearing rumors around the locker room where people are saying that Zach Wilson is walking around like he ain't the problem. Right. And when, it's a situation where, you know, everybody is like, like just show like, you know, we, we, we get on rust for not showing emotion when he, when he screws up or th- things like that. Mm-hmm. But if you show at least this might be one of those times to show like, you know, some frustration in the sense that, you know, you, you, you actually give a shit or, you know, it's, you know, you're trying to make the team better, but I think he's just walking around like, you know, I'm doing my job. Everyone else is fucking up. It's not my just, thing. Just be careful with Twitter nowadays with its current thing of verification and all that type of stuff on who you hear news from. I'm not saying that Zach Wilson is or isn't, um, you know, in his head or it. he basically feels like he's not the problem. I mean, that, that press conference was like the one thing I can look at when he said where, you know, was the offense the reason? No. I don't know how you can fully say no. With, with a straight face. He said straight face. No. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I mean, I heard this from I think, you know, like the uh, NFL pundit level because, like you said, anybody can get verified now. It seems I I got this from at not Adam Schefter, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's like like the you know like the, the pundit level that you know if you're a quarterback and you've lost the faith of your teammates, you know then is it, you, you got to make a change. You got to do something. I think they might make that change after this season because like Robert Sala can only, you know, I'm not saying he's on the hot seat because obviously with like how the season's going, I think they're going to definitely keep him in. But at the same time, you don't want your quarterback getting you in the back because of his like up and down play. Granted, mm-hmm. the only thing is <clears throat> you bring in Mike White and you have Joe Flacco behind Mike White. Or either one of those two. But then at the same time, it's like, okay, you go at Mike White, the younger one, you know, out of the two. 
but are you going to go and get a, a quarterback later on? Like, is it like a Taylor Heineke situation with the yeah. commies where like, you know, maybe he might, he was actually the franchise QB this whole time, or is it just like, okay, we just need a bridge quarterback until we get to something. Yeah. And I think, um, I think they need to make that decision now, but um, in terms of at least like exploring and there's nothing, you don't lose anything by not having Zach Wilson out on the field. And I think that's the, I think that's the point. He was barely even on the field this season. Yeah. Well, like it, was a, it was a mix of what Mike White, Joe Flacco, and Zach Wilson. Like, if you have three different quarterbacks on the field at like throughout your whole season, do you really have a quarterback then? And I know most of the exactly. time Zach Wilson was like injured and stuff like that, so they had to go between Mike. But White now, and... now they're going to have to make a, a healthy scratch type of decision as opposed to a oh, I guess we can't play him type of decision. Right? Yeah, because you ain't going to bring all three QBs to a game. I, I think one of them gets like this is one of those things where like how many inactives do you have and stuff like that and stuff or the like you said the healthy scratch right so we'll see what well, I mean, we'll see what happens with that that'll be like an interesting story down bowl because the Jets are like on a resurgence but yeah you know we'll and see. yeah I mean that's a, an analogy like you know if you have if you're switching through three quarterbacks you really have a quarterback I'll go a little bit out of order here from what we have in the notes yeah, but one yeah, thing yeah. that you you mentioned was the before we got on here was the Panthers quarterback. Uh, the Panthers changed quarterbacks <laughs> as Sam Darnold against the Broncos this week. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's that's another situation where, you, you know, I mean, if it wasn't already clear, you know, it's clear now, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the, in the, and we can talk about that because the Panthers, right, they, um, it's weird with the Panthers because it's like you'll see them having a very good game, but then like penalties or something will kill their, like their win. Like that one where, it was a DJ Moore took off his helmet after like a big, like a big touchdown. Yeah. And then like that affected like them getting the extra point and stuff like that. It's really just like Panthers are shooting themselves in the foot, but at the same time, it's like that, that whole division is like open granted. You have to go and beat the bucks, but <laughs> yeah, you know um, I feel like one of them is going it, to, it's either, I think it's going to be Falcons more so than the Panthers in terms of, I actually was saying the Panthers was more was looking a lot better than the Falcons at one point. So really, it's just who's going to suck more at this point between. And the then you have the, you the have the Saints in that division as well, who are just playing like the wrecking ball. They don't know what they want. They can be, but yeah, they, they don't just, have an they don't have an identity. Saints don't have an identity. Yeah, um, their identity used to be like you know run the ball through Alvin Kamara, and it just seems like they haven't been able to get that. Well, it's going. not run the ball through. Well, yeah, not run, run the, the offense ball, through. Alvin run Kamara. the offense through him because you would he uh, he used to get most of his yards not on the ground per se, but just like uh, I did like the quote the air quotes right there, but but <laughs> he would get it through like the checkdowns and stuff like that, or using him as a receiver. That's I mean you have someone like Alvin, but here's the thing. They have a lot, like, you know, real quick on the Saints, they have a lot of players they're paying that are either not in or, you know, they, they're basically a bad team this year. And basically you need to start cutting people because uh, their salary cap situation is, like, always horrendous. Every it's, it's, I think it's, like, one of the worst in the league, right? I think so. I'm, I'm even, I think it's, it's definitely, like, the top three of worst, like, salary cap situations, if yeah. not the number one. There were, some, uh, there were some moves made this week, too, with, like, players getting waived. Um, speaking of salary cap situations, um, you want to talk about a couple of those guys? Yes. So you got two people. You got Melvin Gordon and you got Darrell Henderson, both running backs from the Broncos and Rams, um, respectively. And uh, the funny one is on Melvin Gordon because, like, he had, like, an Instagram picture or a real or, or not real, just like an Instagram picture where, like, he, he he's in, like, a car and all the police are chasing him. And he was just kind of like, you know, hey. 
the fans are man y'all fans are something but i mean hey we had fun while uh, let's just have fun uh, having fun at the last minute or whatever like that and i'm just like basically he just didn't like being at the broncos but that's not the reason why they waived him melvin gordon has hasn't has fumbleitis he always fumbles the ball whether he was at i think the chargers before yeah the chargers before and the broncos here especially with the, this past game and it was overtime and he fumbled at the goal line i believe so yeah let's just say that that one two punch is not there anymore and they don't even have basically they they're they're top two running back they're gone now at the time so either way broncos is like a dumpster fire let them suck because again uh, again, our, we have the number five overall pick if the season were to end today. And I really like having a top five pick again. Yeah. <laughs> like back to back seasons. Right. I mean, the Eagles are running away with it, too, with the Saints. So that's just oh, my gosh. And they're like nine and one right now. So it's just that's crazy. But uh, yeah. Darrell Henderson real quick was just way from the Rams because if everyone remembers uh, he wanted to be traded. Um, that was Cam Akers. Though, that was Cam Akers. I thought it was. Oh, no, I thought that was Darrell Henderson. Let me. I thought. Let me. Let me take a look. I thought we have technology in front of us. (laughs) Yeah, but go ahead while you're doing that. Um, I thought so. I'm gonna leave that fact out of that that little tidbit until we get confirmation. But like, basically, he was waived. And if a team was to claim, and like the funny thing, not funny thing, a little fact is, if Darrell Henderson was to get claimed by any team, they would owe four hundred twelve thousand four hundred fifty-six dollars for the rest of the season. I'm not mm-hmm. sure who can take on that <laughs> almost half a million, but uh... so so what I'm saying right here is that um, Cam Akers was yeah so Cam Akers was the one I think that demanded the trade because he was kind of uh, before like well before the trade deadline he, the the Rams are holding him out as a healthy scratch and um, looks like they and the Rams are actively shopping him trying to find a trade partner. So that's, I think it was I think it was Cam Akers. Really? Okay, yeah, it is Cam Akers because I just all you have to do is just type in their names and trade, and it's it's just fantasy <laughs> right now. So that's just weird that they let Darrell Henderson go. Actually, when they yeah, wanted so to let their Cam... starting running back now. <laughs> Somebody, someone with someone with a shoulder, someone with, with two hand. legs and two arms to carry the ball. You know. Yeah. So that's like that, that, yeah, that's an interesting situation. Like. Um, Oh yeah, so obviously the the running back right now is Cam Akers. They just gone full full ahead with. Is the... Cam Akers um healthy though, or you know yeah, he is so healthy. Yeah, yeah he's, he's healthy, healthy now. I get he's been healthy. He's just it's just a weird situation. Isn't that weird like... that you're trying to get rid of that like you're trying to trade Cam Akers, but instead you just wave Darrell Henderson? Like yeah, Cam Akers was he was the truth the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and that's the um. I feel like the that's Rams weird. don't know what they want to do. It's just kind of like one of those situations. It just seems like maybe a mismanagement. Um, yeah. I mean, it could be like I mean, like I'm looking at some like Rams, like a, the, the Rams, the, the Rams wire on USA Today. They're looking at reasons why he would have gotten released because he's you know regarded as their most efficient running back on that team, on Ooh. a team that can't really run the football. Cam so, Cam or uh, Daryl Henderson. He was the most efficient running back. Yeah, but they they waived him. Yeah, and so the the, the what they're exploring the, what they're exploring in this post is at least like what could be the reason why they waived him. And one possibility they say is that Henderson asked to be waived so he can go to a team that, you know, a different team, kind of like the same thing Cam Akers said earlier. That Really? That's weird. Yeah. And That's so, weird. okay. And that, that, that could be the, um, cause you know, it's probably not fun playing running back behind the, the Rams. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing the same. Right. I'm seeing the same article now is basically saying we'll just never find out the truth. So it's really just theories at this point. Yeah. I mean, 
it's it, it happened. We can speculate as to why it happened. It's just weird that it happened, unless um, performance-wise, you know, I think we can conclude that it wasn't performance-related at all. His tweet probably, was his, if you look at his tweet in that same um, article, he was basically just like, "Yeah, hallelujah." <laughs> Basically, like what uh, Melvin Gordon did on his way out, right? I don't know if that's real. Melvin Gordon, yeah, there, there was allegedly. I don't think I said allegedly when he got let go. Because here's the thing about when you get let go by a team and not traded is that once you leave that building, that's it. You cannot enter the building. Like you literally need to get all your stuff. You better say your goodbyes in that moment because once you leave, once you exit that building, that building will lock you out. Yeah, and apparently like allegedly in the lack in the locker room on his last day when he was waived or there's a like alleged reports that was saying he was blasting future in the locker room and And, you know the 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 broncos have a policy of uh no future in the locker room for obvious for reasons related to you know russell actual policy yeah i think that's what i i saw is that the like the, the locker room policy is and no future isn't on any of the locker room playlists Oh, I mean, that makes sense because of the stuff that, because that is root. It's like, it, I know people are going to laugh at that, but at the same time, like the context behind that is like the whole future and Sierra thing when Sierra left future and then she eventually got with Russell Wilson. And then there was even teams playing future music whenever like the Seahawks yeah. would come in and stuff like that. That was a, that was when the Seahawks went to play Carolina Panthers that year. And it's really just cause like I think teams are doing that to the Broncos this year too. And that's it, it, what's funny because like they think that that's gonna, what it's not really a personal thing for Russell Wilson it is personal, but I mean like it's a thing for Sierra, and that's very like a bit misogynistic right there to keep playing that music, especially obviously she comes and supports him at all the games, and I I personally after a while like even now I don't I don't find it funny, and especially if you're blasting Future, that's very disrespectful. I'm I'm sorry, like. Yeah, well, it, 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 it's like trying to be frat allegedly. boy funny. Yeah, yeah, it's just trying to be frat boy funny Basically. when they do it in stadiums <clears throat> and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I don't know the the validity of that. It could have just been like a meme someone posted, but right. But for now, like you have two running backs and Melvin Gordon and Darrell Henderson out there. Darrell Henderson is a, a pretty solid running back. I mean, I I'm would take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, if we had a like, if we wanted to replace Penny or something like that, right? But I mean, right Penny's now, already we, gone, right? No, well, Penny is he's on IR, but we already filled the roster spot up. Is what I'm saying. Like we will have oh, to yeah, like yeah. open up a roster spot for Darrell Henderson, and then yeah. we have to pay that four hundred and twelve thousand, which the Seahawks aren't, aren't going to do. If they can just pick him up and give him a a bare minimum contract without having to owe the Rams, twelve thousand is like not a lot though. It's not a lot, but like it still counts. Like it's still the numbers game. Like the fact, like you can go pick up Melvin Gordon for something and you don't even have to pay him that much. Cause you can have incentives to get him to hire. 412,000 is like one of those things where it's probably easy enough where you can like convert some player that has a big salary to a little bit of it being a signing bonus and just offload that to future years. And then, I mean, we you know, did bring that. We, Seahawks did that for sure. They already did like for one or two people this season, but at the same time you have to also like, you have to open up a roster spot. So that means you yeah, the roster spot is a big one. Yeah, and they're they're not dropping anybody. I don't, Melvin I don't Gordon, see anyone that Melvin Gordon, I, I'd stay away from him like the plague. You know, when he, if you if you ain't got, he he has a lot more fumbles than the numbers suggest because a lot of those fumbles that he's had have been recovered by the offense. Right, but it's right. like that is complete antithesis of the kind of football that you know at least the Seahawks want to play, which is you know keeping winning that turnover battle, keeping it tight because 
we benefited from one or two Melvin Gordon fumbles when Seahawks and Broncos played at the one yard line, right? That's true. Yep. So like regard like so that's the point. Like I don't know if I would I personally wouldn't go for Melvin Gordon. I would stay away from him with a ten, you know, ten foot like, stick. Like and a all. Plague. So, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, ten foot pole. Um either way, like we'll see what happens because there's some teams that may need running backs, right? But we'll see. Um Yeah. Another name that's being thrown around is OBJ. He's been getting a lot of attention lately. Yeah, OBJ. Basically, the reports say that after Thanksgiving, he's going to pick between it was like the it was like the Rams, the Dallas Cowboys, and some other teams. Um, Obviously, teams that are like set to go for another Super Bowl run. Because why would you go to a team that sucks? So like um, like Rams. (laughs) Um, it, It did say the Rams at first, but he said he found it. The reason why he would choose the Rams is because it's in L.A. And then he is more of a personality that can get stuff outside of football. So that's why you would probably try to be based in L.A., right? Either way, um, recently the Cowboys, the actual like Dallas Cowboys Twitter tweeted out to him saying, hey, you know, OBJ, it, the ball's in your court now and stuff like that. So they're, they're I guess they, they gave him an offer. Don't know what the offer is. Um, hey, Dallas Cowboys fans, don't be saying, "Oh, we're gonna go to the Super Bowl or something," because we got OBJ. Like, um, I you love can, you. Can already, you, can, you can already hear the head-ass Cowboys fans that are just gonna be celebrating the fact that OBJ signed with him without considering the fact that he's had two ACL tears in like the yeah. last two years. Last two years, he had ACL tears. He just had one earlier this year in February. So, like, I, I and I know that I think that even Jameson Williams on the Lions, he's actually practicing now. Um, for the Lions too, because he came from ACL tear earlier this year too. So it, with OBJ, I'm sorry, but like he's a he's an in, like when he's healthy and stays healthy, he could be like he could be a force to be reckoned with as like your slot receiver. But more nine times, like eight times or nine times out of ten, he's going to get that injury, and it happened to him in the Super Bowl of all things, right? Yeah. So I'm not sure how he is right now, but he'll make a decision post Thanksgiving. So we'll see. Even if the like, because Dallas does, they don't have many receivers at all. Granted, they have a high, they have a high record, sure, but at the same time, like they definitely got rid of like uh, Amari Cooper and stuff like that. So they're just trying to replace them with someone. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, and I think I, t- I talked about the Lions, but like uh, wanted to also talk about some surprising teams that can be in the playoff hunt real quick. Um, oh yeah, go for it. Yeah, so Lions they won three straight. And I think, as I said before, on the playoff picture, the Lions are like at number ten right now, two below uh, two below Washington Commies right now. And you know, they're four and six. But if they win all, they have to win their game straight up. Maybe take a loss, but if they were to win everything out, they could potentially get in um, at the number seven spot. But you know, that we're trying to hold the number seven spot now because you know we don't even have the NFC West. Uh, title yet so we'll see what happens with them and then finally um you know commanders are at six and five they're definitely like literally on the bubble like on the edge and if they keep winning out they could it's funny too with like the season they were having they can actually come out with a a wild card uh i don't know if they're gonna actually win they're not gonna win like the division unless you can beat the cowboys and stuff like that and the eagles but um you definitely can at least be a wild card team. So, what do you think? Yeah, I think the I think the Commanders. I I got to look at their remaining schedule, but they're going to play a little bit of a wrecking ball on the NFC East. I think they already beat the Eagles once and they lost to them once. Um, right. So they they they. I think they'll have at least a game or two left with Cowboys and Giants. 
And, you know, that, that'll shake up the playoff picture for sure because Chase Young is coming back. I think they activated him. He's going to play next week. Um, mm-hmm. He the team the teams get the the team's only gotten better since Taylor Heineke has gotten in. Um yeah. they they they're one of those things where like, you know, we were we we've been hyped on the Seahawks just cuz how well they've been playing, but you know, don't take it for granted like that spot isn't guaranteed, right? It's not. And again, like I said with the Seahawks, whatever the season turns out, either way I love the progression that we had on like who all the young players that we have and stuff and even trying out the new offensive um, play, the new offensive playbook post Russell Wilson, and not like a mixed fusion with mostly Russell Wilson offense. And now, like, it's really just trying to figure out our defense, get that identity on the defense, especially get more personnel for the type of defense we are running, and then which we're we're kind of set to do with that draft. So again, mm-hmm. you know, Commies right there too. If Commies can take it if they keep winning out. Taylor Heineke, stud, got the dog in them, even when he got. Apparently, the owner was the one that went after Carson Wentz, and even the head coach, uh, yeah. was, Rivera, wasn't even like high on Carson Wentz either. And like, I think he was he, he would love to start Taylor Heineke instead. But regardless, man, like the commies, they they can do it. They just got to win out. That's it. Everyone just has to win out. If you're on the bubble, we have to win out too for the Seahawks. But yeah, it's weird. It's just a weird part of the season now. Yeah, I think those are the two main ones that I, that I can see coming in. I mean, you're looking at bubble teams. You got teams on the other side that are like your Jets, your Bengals, mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. know those guys that are over there. Um, no surprises over there. I think it's just going to be a tough fight. Yeah. Um, uh, final two stories, I guess, were around the league. These are ones I just happened to find myself was one that the Patriots signed offensive tackle Connor McDermott off of the Jets practice squad after he played a snap against them this past week. Um, <laughs> funny story is that... Uh, uh, Connor McDermott was a 2017 six-round pick for the Patriots. So, I mean, he's, he's on the Patriots again. So, there you go. And then finally, the Eagles will debut their black helmets. These are fresh new helmets. Um, these aren't like, altern- like alternates. I don't think they're alternates or anything like that from like way back in the day. But these are new black helmets, and they're going to pair them with their black unis. So, a little black and green looks really good, especially with the Eagles green. Yeah, <laughs> We'll see. Um, and they're facing the Packers. So, I mean, yeah, I think that's... they're still going to beat the Packers, in, in my honest opinion. But, yeah. <laughs> Christian Watson has been playing well. Oh, don't get me wrong. Christian Watson is just like, you know, can they keep it up? Yeah. Is anyway, let's, you ready to go into the Week 10 games? Let's get into, let's get into the Week 10 because I think we already covered uh, the Jets and Patriots, so we can just skip over them too. So, yeah, go yeah. ahead, man. All right. Titans at Packers, first game of the week. Uh, 27-17 Titans. I got that one right because uh, Mike Brabel <laughs> is a GOAT. Uh, just some quick stats on that. Uh, Tanny, I think it was his first or second game back, mm-hmm. had 333 yards, two TDs, and a pick. Derrick Henry had 28 rushes for 87 yards and a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. You know I how they that. Loved, that was nice. You know how they love to run that play too, especially with with a big guy like Derrick Henry. I think that's the most carries he's gotten this season too, which is something that we were talking about earlier on, right? Which was, you know, it doesn't seem like he was as involved with the offense, but he he, he slowly ticked it up today. Yeah, it's mostly just in, at the end of the day, like you're just trying to watch how many carries because you want him. If you do go to the playoffs, you you want him to be as fresh as possible because oh, if you, sure. you know if you don't have Derrick Henry, I don't know what. Because if you have a fresh Derrick Henry against a season weathered like defense, like come playoff times, because they're 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 just uh, Mike Rabel's playing chess. You know, it's it's that situation where you but, know their division is kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, but Mike Rabel won because he had Tannehill back. 
Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's if that, that that is a you can't do that with Malik Willis. Right Malik, now. Willis Malik Willis would literally like he'll snap the ball and he's just not ready for the speed because he'll snap the ball, look, and then he just tries to run. Yeah, and that's why like in his games that he started, his passing numbers were just so low. And I know Vrabel, you can see him like on his knees, like looking up, like ah, oh, Why God? Why? He's like Tannehill, I need you back, bro. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, if with uh with with that being said too, like. You know they have a a lot of wide receivers went in the draft this year. So and this team this uh, matchup featured two of the highly drafted ones, uh, Traylon Burks. He had a pretty good game. I think this was his first game back from injury as well too. Um, seven receptions, 111 yards. Christian Watson on the other side for the Packers, 48 yards and two TDs. Not as many yards, but he has. I think he's like he has like something ridiculous, like seven TDs in the last three games or something yeah, like that. Yeah, because he's been – now he's like him, you know, because Aaron Rodgers all of, a sudden, all of a sudden was just like, hey, Watson, I just need you to catch. Okay. And then now, like, if you have Christian Watson in fantasy in this half of the season, like now you're just – you're reaping the benefits, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and Christian Watson is going to be a stud. That's That's the truth. Don't know how long Aaron Rodgers is going to be with the Packers. I guess he's going to, like, play out that contract. But Traylon Burks – Traylon Burks is going to be Traylon Burks with Tannehill. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing uh, that you want to talk about the offensive yeah. coordinator situation at Titans? Yeah. So Todd Downing, the offensive coordinator, had a um, DUI charge and recently, and he was fined like thirty five hundred dollars and stuff like that. But uh, he will continue to work for the Titans as the OC until they hear back from either NFL or something happens with those charges. So. That's pretty much it. I just that's just something I saw, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, let me add that." So, and that's something that's good to keep an eye on, too, because of the um, the implications it has going down the road too. Once we're yeah. hitting in the final stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, next one up, we had Bears at Falcons, twenty seven, twenty four. Falcons both got that one wrong. Um, what'd you see about the? Uh, what'd I you didn't see, from that game? see the game, but from what I saw in terms of like what happened after and stuff like that, and I knew I'm, I'm t- I've t- I've said this before. When Justin Fields is like your person, I, I get, yeah, like in the grand scheme of things, a quarterback, you know, is it, the points go through the quarterback. I get that. But in the case of the Bears, they're trying to make that man run the ball all the damn time, which don't get me wrong. He got he has the talent for it. I'm there's not I have nothing against that. You do what the Ravens did before. Only thing is, when this man is passing the ball, you need to protect him because he. If you literally look at all of the sacks that Fields has gotten this season, like he's gotten hit. He's tough, but he's gotten hit so many times. I'm not surprised that he had that injury to the point where even after the game, he apologized to his teammates since the defense kept him in and stuff like that. And he was hurt. He was playing hurt. Hmm. Like yeah, he was it, pushing it, through the pain. I know there was a lot of pain because it wasn't just that game. It was multiple games of him getting hit so many times before. Yeah. And I mean, you, you, you see, that's like, like an epidemic in the league right now. You're seeing the same thing with like Justin Herbert, right? Oh, yeah. Justin just... Herbert had the rib. He had that. It started with that cracked rib injury, yeah. and then like he still played through. He ate like during the Chiefs game, and he played through it in that Chiefs game. Got a touchdown. That's a like that. That's, that's some that dog. Because I want you to yeah, that is a true <laughs> dog. Because having cracked ribs hurts, especially when you breathe. You can't breathe like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and you're playing through, and you and he finished the drop. I remember he finished the drive for a touchdown. They, I think they eventually lost the game because he had to get out after that drive. But And then he came and played the next week after. And I know yeah. you're giving a shot to like get through the pain and stuff like that. I don't know where he is now with it, but if he still, he's, he's still been playing. He hasn't actually like taken out of the game or anything like that. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, 
other than that, I mean, Justin Fields was carted out with the, uh, he was favoring his left shoulder, his yeah. non-throwing shoulder. Yeah. Uh, he was carted out with it, so it's something to keep an eye on. I think he's day-to-day, but um, if you got him in fantasy, you know, he's been he's been giving you a resurgence this season, you know, something. Well, now you're about on. to have a little bit of a dip, a drop. And yeah, a little bit. In the grand scheme of things, Bears, you need to find you need to find ways to protect fields. That's all I have to say with that. Else you're not going to have – he is a, I feel like he is the franchise player for the, the Bears, and it finally took a couple head coaches. But if you can't protect him, he's going to be gone. Yeah, Panthers. So, the next matchup we had Panthers at Ravens, thirteen to three. Ravens both got that one right. We didn't got to say much about this one. It was tied at three three. I think going into the fourth quarter, or just yeah. like in the winding seconds of the third, it's probably the most boring game, the second most boring game this week. If the uh, the Jets and Patriots game didn't happen, but um, I think Lamar got a touchdown. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing else to talk about. They have a win, but it's also the Panthers too. So yeah, Browns yeah. at Bills. We had 31-23 Bills. Both got that one right. Yeah, this game was played in Detroit. That's all I have mm-hmm. to say about it. <laughs> I don't have yeah. anything else on this one. Oh, because the, the funny part on that one was like, this is the first time the, the Detroit Lions had like a winning home team and stuff like that. Yeah. The Bills. Yeah. And I was laughing because it's not the Lions. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that snow was crazy, though. I think that's more of a headline. I think uh, the, the final score. Did you see, actually, did you see the the one of the linemen from the bills um, had a video where he opened up the garage, his garage. Take his dogs out. And like the, it was like almost as tall as him with the snow. He was just <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like to his dog, I don't know what to tell you, man. I we can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think that the final score made it look a lot closer. I think Jacoby Brissett tried to lead a couple of um, quick drives down the stretch that kind of brought, made it closer, but I think bills dominated. So that was the, uh, Oh, you got Deshaun Watson coming back soon, so who yeah, knows? Uh, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying yeah that band, but yeah, yeah, but, it's one of those. Yeah, uh, Commanders at Titans, twenty-three to ten. Commies both got that one right. Or sorry, not Titans, Texans. Yeah, uh, both got that one right. Teams like we already talked about them. They're a playoff contender with Heineke at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's the Texans. Texans like they're gonna they're gonna have the number one overall pick, and they definitely need to get one of those quarterbacks in the um because Davis Mills is not the answer for them. Yeah, I think that's they have the, the uh, running, but they have their running back in Pierce, but they need yeah, a quarterback. Pier- uh, Damian Pierce, he's just he, he's like <laughs> if only if only you could run the entire offense through him because that guy just doesn't. Go he down. was running through defenses like yeah. <laughs> he put the uh, team on his back with that. But unfortunately, you can't just he's not that great of a running back to where you're gonna win just off of him. So eventually, like they need to go get a quarterback. Davis Mills isn't the answer. He was good in his he was strong, quote unquote, to me strong. In his rookie season, compared to the other rookie quarterbacks, but it, it hasn't it hasn't gone anywhere. Currently yeah, right it, it just it just seems kind of like he hit his ceiling already. Yeah, that, and that's sad because he's so. got that long ass neck. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, see what you did there, buddy. <laughs> All right, we got Eagles at Colts, seventeen sixteen. Eagles both got that one right, but ugh, they shouldn't have won, dude. That was some bullshit. Here's, here's the thing about that: when the Eagles won that game, they were talking about how the Eagles were like. Did you see the meme where they were talking about the Eagles are celebrating that that Colts win as if they were the what you call it? They won the Super Bowl or something like Nick Sirianni. They actually had like another team. I think it was a basketball team doing the same exact. Oh, thing the as, Timberwolves. Like, like when Nick Cerrone was doing, like he was going to the crowd, like, yeah, yeah. I'm you like, like Bro. that? <laughs> I'm just sitting here. I'm like, are you going to be like that with your crowd when you almost lost to the Colts? Yeah, the they, they Colts? were playing this one in Indianapolis, and 
I mean, a win is a win. Don't get me wrong. A win is a win. It's an ugly win. But, like, you know, I don't know if you need to be that excited, my boy. But, I, I, hey, they clawed their way that, back. They probably, He was probably just hyped up off of, oh, we got back. And it was a, that was a really tight game. We got back. We got the dub. And he yeah, was just yeah. in the moment. But, hey. Colts haven't been the same team as they were, like, on on defense and that kind of thing this season as they were last season and, like, years before. So, the fact okay. that you it was this tight of a game. Colts might have something. Colts might have something. You never know. So we'll see. And then yeah. you have the Jets and Patriots. You know, we already gave this one enough attention. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to give Zach Wilson any more and any more attention. That kid probably feeds off of it. Yeah. Next up, uh, then. Rams at Saints. Twenty-seven twenty. Saints both got that one right. Um, Rams. Or Rams pick. I'm just reading off what you have here. Oh yeah, Rams pick. What the Lions have is a higher is higher than the Lions' own pick. Oh, I, no shit, I wrote that. Yeah, that that, that was a. The, did you see that story where it was like because the Rams traded their pick for with Jared yeah. Goff for um, Matt Stafford, and now like their the Rams pick is actually higher than the Lions pick. Yeah, and um, that's and that's because yeah, that's because they lost that game with the Saints. It's funny. It's just funny all around because the Rams are a dumpster truck, but at the same time. When we face them, I'm not going to just say, like, oh, yeah, they no. suck. They're not going to be good. But at the same time, they're just – they're going downhill, man. Yeah, and it's <clears> – you know, they they still put up 20 points. So Hey, they, they, they put up 20 because the Broncos have not put up 20 points like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lions at Giants, 31-18 Lions. We both got that one wrong, but Lions look dominant, I and I'm okay it. with that. I'm okay, I'm okay with, with it with that. too, because come on, man. Well, one, here's the thing. I, I actually watched like the highlights of that game, and honestly, the weak link in the Giants' offense is Danny Jones, and they found Danny Jones. They had Danny Jones's number, so my thing is they know how to mitigate Danny Jones, but at the same time, Danny Jones is still a factor uh, against them. So he, he, I think the, I think Brian Dobble is a fantastic coach for them too. And he oh, realized. for sure, Brian Dobble. I'm giving him his credit to work with to work with Danny Dimes and then actually with what he's got, them. right? Like they yeah. know that Danny Dimes, one of his best attributes is his legs. Like uh, he, he uses legs. He uses right, his legs. It? Even in this game, he he got it. He was he got one of those touchdowns on with his legs and stuff. But like after a while, like the offense just kind of dried up. Yeah, Man. and I, I, and the thing you would commend with them though is that they're not doing it like the the Bears are, where they're just completely running Justin Fields into the ground. Basically. It seems like Danny Jones can last the full season, and go and go the, the final stretch. Yeah, but I mean, I guess they they can take this Lions loss. Sure, you can. I wouldn't say it's embarrassing, but it's more because the Lions aren't. It doesn't feel like the Lions are the same old Lions. I, I I get the joke, like same old Lions, like with. Pat McAfee, but at the same time, they're not the Lions where they're like 0-18 Lions or 0-17 Lions and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, the only embarrassing, yeah. The only embarrassing thing about this is the the final score where, you, I mean, 31-18. I think DeAndre Swift had a couple of those touchdowns. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, DeAndre Swift. Oh, Jamal Williams. Give Jamal Williams his credit. He got two touchdowns in that game. Oh, I did remember. he? Yes. He, no, did he have a – Jamal Williams has been having a ball – with uh he's been having like the goal of like like he had three touchdowns in that game 17 attempts for 64 yards and three touchdowns go watch that highlight i watched it myself jamal williams the anime man himself had three touchdowns swift had one okay well if you look at the the three touchdowns he's got he's got a one yard touch two two of the touchdowns were one yard runs and another one was a four yard run so it was like goal line they were not easy though if you go and watch they were not easy he had a truck he had a truck through someone and get one of those touchdowns was so nice watching it yeah man just go go watch highlights after this go to just youtube nfl highlights go look at the game and go look at them touchdowns it was red zone you can say he was vulturing picks 
like that one running back off of the Patriots years back. But at the same time, Jamal Williams is like a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. And I mean, after he got his third touchdown, he got, he got three straight touchdowns, you know, over the second and third quarter. Yep. I mean, the game was 24 to six going into the fourth quarter. I think the, the Lions pretty much had it at that point. Basically. Um, so I think, I mean, yeah, Giants scored two fourth quarter touchdowns, went for two and didn't get it. Yeah. Oh, and, they, and the Giants were missing. They were missing a lot of their point, their extra point kicks too. Yeah, I think that was like they really they're blaming. They missed, right? I think, like two or three of those, but okay. they missed them. Yeah, um, and so they were going for two on a lot of them. I think Graham Gano is their kicker, and they just they were just like, all right, this guy isn't going to get it. Yeah, so next um, up. Yeah, next up we have Raiders at Broncos. Let's ride. Uh, 22 to 16 Raiders. We both got that one right. Um, man, Russ just can't get, catch a break, and we're all here for it. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, one thing, the only thing, I, the only note I had, I saw this in some post game, um, post game analysis and stuff like that, is that um, Clint Kubiak, Gary Kubiak's, I think, son or nephew or something related to Gary Kubiak, mm-hmm. um, he has taken over play calling duties for Hackett in in the um, Broncos offense. So another offensive play caller for um, the Broncos in that situation leading up to. Um, the Raiders win. So the, the game was the game was the the Broncos had a three point lead, you know, in the winding seconds type of thing mm-hmm. they, with like two minutes left. Um, fourth, third down rate uh, Broncos or um, uh, Kubiak told Russ, hey, in this situation, you need to take a sack or, you know, go down if um, if you feel like the play can't, you know, if you feel like you can't make a play. Because in that situation, if they if he would have taken a sack or he would have taken a knee or whatever, they mm-hmm. would have wound down a lot of clock, and the Raiders may not have been able to uh, move down the, the ball down the field, tie it, take it to overtime, and eventually win it. Um, instead, what happened was that Russ threw an incompletion, killed the clock, and the Raiders were able to come back and tie it. And so that's um, that was a big talking point, at least for the uh, the Broncos media. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's it's going it's so downhill for the Broncos. They really thought they were going to have a chance at the Super Bowl, but guess not. They just didn't really watch that full wrestle film. Yeah, and it's uh, you were right. It's Clint Kubiak who has nine years of experience in the league. He's the passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach for yeah. the Broncos, which is weird because they have an offensive coordinator in Justin an Outen, Justin Outen. And it's not going through the offense. That's what. That's the other thing. They need to fix this coaching staff too. Just I would just fire everyone. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, don't know. I think that's what people are leaning towards, including maybe even front office. Maybe after they got Flea so bad for Russ, they they're like, all right, we ain't got faith in any of you. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know, man. Because you, you ain't gonna get rid of Russ. He he's on contract, so you can't just cut him. Else you're just you're like no. You're they just signed him to a, a quarter of a billion dollar extension. Like right, you, you ain't gonna get rid of him. You got to work with them. So we're talking about like you know. You're t- we're talking about a long-term fuck up. That's how bad this was. Hey, just make that make that Broncos pick very high, and that and our second round pick from them too. It's gonna be a yeah. high second round pick, man. <laughs> basically, like a low first at this point, right? You know, so we're trying to lose it into the first round. I'm, I'm trying to get some new linebackers, some new edge players. If there's a quarterback that we like, go get the quarterback. Again, this is my opinion, not Canals. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> if hey if the, if the cards are right and it lines up, go get a quarterback and put him behind Geno Smith and let Drake, uh, and Drew Locke go. I personally don't like Drew Locke, but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, we 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 were, we were talking about this. I, I'm in the camp where you know if you can, uh, Drew Locke has played enough starting minutes. If you can leave him behind Geno for a year or two and just let him develop the 
situational awareness and um, decision-making things. Uh, you know, he can be a good quarterback for the Seahawks, uh, especially with, I don't think this incoming draft class of quarterbacks is anything special. I don't think I've seen anything that, um, I don't know what you, I don't know what you're looking for. Cause like you're, you, you're only going to get your batch of QBs unless you hear like, Oh, there's like 10 QBs coming in. But at the same time, like any, there's, there's not going to be a generational talent. Cause they were saying mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence as well. Also, what I was saying to Kanal was like, they were saying Trevor Lawrence is a generational talent, and I have not seen generational no. talent play from him. So, no, that's that's true. And that's what that, I mean, that um, we're agreeing here. I mean, I'm, I'm saying just don't go out there and reach for a guy that you think is. It de- um, if we were at five, it depends if the, if the Heat, because I know there's a small number of quarterbacks. Um, it depends on if they if the guy you want falls at five. If not, go get the best player available. Is it an edge? Go take that edge mm, <laughs> at five. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, if we get an edge player at five, then the defense. Ooh, the defense is gonna look so good. Yeah, those are those are some good. Those those are usually very uh, immediate impact players that you get if you mm-hmm. get like edges at that high of a level because those mm-hmm. guys that typically translates pretty well, especially because it's energy related. And I think we're still good at running back because yeah, we lost Penny, but then we have Kenneth Walker, then we have DJ Dallas, and then Travis Homer. But if you don't trust the two behind Kenneth Walker as as of this time then you can go and spend a very late round pick on a running back. But besides that, the offense is honestly good. Besides, since we're at number five, I would obviously say, can you, it might be high, but can you go get another offensive lineman? Interior. Yeah. Interior I would like to run the ball up the middle. Um, In this case, it's center. Center's actually been, the center's been playing pretty well lately, but either guard or center, one of the two. I think right guard. I think Gabe Jackson has been called out a couple times, but. Hey, I mean, if you want to let him go and stuff, I don't know if this is contract year or not, but either way, like if you can get an interior offensive lineman, but it's at five. I feel like that's a little high. That's a little high, yeah. Yeah, for interior. Maybe use our own pick for uh, an interior lineman. Basically, right there. And then number five, you can just go get an edge player. Yeah. Edge uh, or linebacker, if there's a not not linebacker, that's too high for a like an inside linebacker. But like, go get an yeah. end player. Leading up to this week, going back to the Broncos, I think one of the uh, I, I didn't write it down here, but uh, I wanted to hear what you thought about it. But What's up? there is a uh, Broncos media. You know, there's a I can't remember the radio station. It they feature a former offensive lineman for the Broncos, um, very recently former offensive lineman. So he still got has a you know he still has contacts in the locker room type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was there was. Um, Allegedly, like there was like things that were being said, like allegedly, like Russ is still using like audible calls and like stuff like that from his days in the Seahawks. Yep. And people have absolutely no idea <laughs> what he's saying when he says that. I'm just going to tell you, man, in that case, it's like, again, he's been on an offense for 10 plus years and you just got on a new offense, granted in the offseason, but it still wasn't long enough to all of a sudden make up calls for everyone else. He's literally only been doing his calls with the Seahawks. So I'm I'm not surprised. Some people are surprised. They're like, well, how did you figure out that he was doing this and that? You could literally like they even said Seahawks, like even on Pat McAfee's show, they said that. Uh, the Seahawks player. You have Seahawks players saying Tyler Lockett was calling him out, the, calling out the audibles. Yeah, we, Tyler they Lockett called it out at the game. At, during then, the game, he was like, "Oh, he was like, oh shit, they're saying the same thing." Hey, he's gonna run this. He's running this. He's running this, and he did run that. And then, um, the people, they, apparently, allegedly, there was even like Seahawks players were watching the game, like on I don't know why you're watching a Broncos game, but they even said they could see it through the TV. Like, hey, that's that's a call that he did for Seahawks, like for us. Yeah. So. Either way, it's just a clusterfuck this year, and I hope they keep keep clusterfucking. Because if we get the number one, what if we get the number one? Oh, number no, three. I don't think we're gonna, they're not going to be worse. Number, than the I think the highest it can go is probably four. Four, okay. I, I think can, it's I either, can see that three is pushing it, but four. 
yeah that's it yeah and um yeah i mean like it, the more you hear this kind of things the, the more you're like maybe it's not the coaching staff's fault they just need, they just need to suck this season the next season they can do whatever they want but this yeah. season they just need to suck so yeah <laughs> the, the, it i can only like can you imagine like they get to four we get there also their second round pick as well that's like completely revitalizing a franchise by trading away one player i'm telling you these picks are about to i don't know i think they're gonna probably just especially with how the defense did they're about to feel the defense that's what's about to happen right now we'll talk about drafts as we get later in the season but they're definitely gonna feel like the defensive side of the ball because offensively you can just put late round picks or free agency pickups for the offense where we're at right now unless we let depends what happens i I already know we're gonna offer a three-year contract to geno smith but drew Locke, they just because they don't want to worry about quarterback, they may just give them a one-year deal, maybe yeah. or a two-year. I, I think yeah, I don't know anybody. Oh, low amount, be... low amount though, like the veteran minimum kind of thing. So yeah, and seeing how good. I mean, going back to that conversation, then like, um, seeing how good the situation was for Gino, because Gino has only been the backup for like two, three years as well. You know, um, it completely turned around his career. You know, there are teams in the league that are very desperate for a quarterback. <laughs> we have talked about them in this po- episode of the podcast already. Unfortunately, we won't be able to trade Drew Locke now. And, you know, he's going to be a free agent postseason. So it's not like we, unless we sign him and then someone needs him and then we trade him. But I, don't, I highly doubt that's yeah. going to happen. Um, I think that's all I have. Yeah, for, that's it. Yeah, the Raiders and Broncos, Raiders. that's it. Hopefully the yeah. Raiders don't be running on this with Josh Jacobs. That's all Yeah, because if it does, then it's going to be a long day. Yep. Uh, next up, Cowboys at Vikings, 40-3 Cowboys. We both got that one wrong. Fuck the Cowboys. All right, next Cowboys. up, we got Bengals at Steelers. <laughs> oh, hold on. Just real, real quick for the Cowboys and Vikings, the only thing I have to say is that they actually switched from the game third quarter. They said, yeah, nah, saw that. no one's watching this game no more. And so 40-3, to three, that's that's sad, Vikings, especially like you're the offense and all that stuff. Like I don't know yeah. what happened, but they, I think it was because – it wasn't a twelve o'clock game. It was a three twenty-five. So they had a worst because it was. You're getting very close to that prime time, prime time game. So <laughs> that's why what happened with um, uh, what what they, what was his nickname? Um, Kirk Thuggins. That's what people were Kirk calling Thuggins. him. I call it Perk Cousins. Yeah, Perk Cousins. Thir- uh, Kirk, Kirk Thuggins, Thuggins and all that yeah. stuff. He 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 just wasn't there in that game. So either way, again they again when you have like a lot of wins like the V Eagles, the Vikings, and stuff, you can take a loss or two like that. But that's mm. embarrassing. But yeah. next, <laughs> next up, we had Bengals at Steelers, thirty-seven to thirty. Bengals both got that one right. That was but close, probably, though. Probably the most entertaining game of the week, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I think uh, so. I think uh, I didn't have the I don't have the stats written down. Let me uh, pull them up. But I saw that Kenny Pickett um, was doing Kenny Pickett. I think this is one of his better games. I, I I, Kenny Pickett is starting to like round up. I think like it may not be like he's not going to go out there. He's and not going to turn the, the season yet. around. Yeah. Yeah. He's not gonna. He's not. He's not the guy that'll go out there and win you the game yet. But like, he's developing, and that's all. If you're a Pittsburgh fan, you know, fantastic, right? Yeah, and I mean, Pittsburgh, you at least want to see some hope out of that rookie quarterback at some point. They got that hope, and right now the Bengals are six and four now, and they are number seven in the AFC. So they have a chance right now. If the season ends today, they would be a wild card team. But I don't know if they're set to make a run. For the Super so. Bowl again, I think it's just no, more no, good. no. We're not even. We, I don't even think they'd be in that conversation, man. We'll see how it. We'll see how it shakes up in the next few games because this is November. It's about to be December, where like you're going to start solidifying teams soon. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, Najee Harris in that game, he was able to get going again. It was good to see. Um, he's been bad this most of the season. Like he's just been getting a lot of carries, but not much production. And this is like one of the times on fantasy side, I actually benched him. I mean, I still won, but like I benched him, and he actually got <laughs> points. So yeah. Like, yeah, and Kenny Pickett 
you know, in that game. He was 25 for 42, 265, and a touchdown. You know, mm-hmm. no not no interceptions. It's good for a rookie quarterback in my book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you just want to see some improvement and some hope, and they, they got that hope. So we'll see. They, they know they got to develop the team. They have pieces. They just need to put stuff together. So Yeah, and, you know, Bronco or Bengals still put up 37 points without uh, without um, Jamar Chase. And so that's a that is a big thing to take away from this game for them if you're a Bengals fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on, we had Chiefs at Chargers, 30 to 27 Chiefs. Both got that one right. Yeah. Man. man, it's going to be like... an offensive struggle. It's or not offensive struggle, offensive game because man, Travis Kelsey. Oh, I love that man because I have him on my fantasy team. So it was a good day to have Travis Kelsey, but I think I lost still. Though. Regardless, he's he's a solid tight end for the Chiefs. He's the problem. And... We're talking about all time great to... now. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. in the conversation. I mean, some people are some that people team are would talking be... about between Travis Kelsey and Gronk and stuff like that. But like, I mean, hey, one person. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Either way, Travis Kelsey, even as of right now, best tight end in the game with when paired with Mahomes because. Travis Kelsey turned that game around. Yeah, I mean, I don't think if if Kirk if uh, Pat Mahomes didn't have Travis Kelsey, would they have been able to come back? I don't think so because those three touch two of those, like one of the 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 one of those touchdowns was like you know, it put them ahead with thirty seven seconds left. And And we've seen that many a times where he threw the ball to Travis Kelsey and Travis Kelsey changed the game either by getting enough yards for a field goal or a touchdown. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing is that, like, these two are, like, a match made in heaven. And I think that's prob- probably Mahomes' development has been Mahomes accelerated. Mahomes when they gave him half a billion dollars. Huh? Uh, for Mahomes. They be- Mahomes, be- like, like in terms of, like, also because we know that he's probably the front running for MVP. Mahomes better be playing up yeah, to like that's true. this because they paid him half a billion dollars. Yeah. Uh, but what I mean is that, like, early on in, in Pat Mahomes' career, having a guy like Travis Kelsey that just – you know that guy that you can always just throw it in his direction. You know he's going to come down with it. That's true. I don't. I. I mean, I think that that we got to give some respect to Travis Kelsey's name in that. I, th- I don't know. Um, I don't know any other uh, quarterback tight end pairing that's been as effective. Maybe like this season. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know, obviously um, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews is another one. But that's just it's just incredible that what what they do on the field for them. And then funny story because you know Travis Kelsey has a podcast with. Apparently, Jason Kelsey. Yeah, but it's funny because it's like I, I be forgetting his brothers in the NFL with him, and he's on the Eagles. He's on the Eagles. He's like center, right? Yeah, he's a uh, no. Uh, I thought he was a guard. Uh, Jason Kelsey's a guard because I thought I can check. I'll, I can look, check I'll look this up, and you you, you can we can uh, center, say center. Say. It's center. I'll, right. I I will do that as a former offensive lineman. I will pay respects to that man. That's why I say I am sorry, Jason Kelsey. You are the center of that team. The heart of that team if you will so and they have a little podcast together they're just having a nice, nice time so they had um, pat, Ma- pat mahomes on it right i think mahomes was on it and they obviously they definitely got uh uh hurt hurts on it too so mm-hmm. um either way final game right yeah 49ers at cardinals 38 to 10 49ers both got that one right we were hoping we'd get it wrong but <sighs> the yeah. ball didn't go through cmc's hands and they still put up 38 points which kind of it hurts. Yeah, that's the uh, Forty ers like they like Cardinals got an ass whooping, and then Forty ers they're having a resurgence because right now that is our only competition for NFC West, and we lost to them already earlier this season. So my thing is, have we fixed all of our stuff to face them when we do later in the season? Yeah, and later in the season is going to come up pretty soon here. I think it's in the next three or four weeks. Uh, don't remind me. 
I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's one. I, it's always something about like the Seahawks versus 49ers towards the end or at the end of the season. Every yeah. time. It's Every always, time. it's, those are always hallmark moments, man. Like, <laughs> And they have CMC this time compared to when they beat us without him before. So I, like, that's why I'm just sitting here. Like, I'm not even they got sure. George, they finally got George Kittle going. He's been, having, oh, like, a... and then George Kittle. like if it's not Travis Kelsey, it's George Kittle. Cause George Kittle is a solid, like a solid, huge guy that <laughs> can run <laughs> through you, man. Like, yeah. oh, he's a solid tight end for them. So he could do it all too. This is essentially all I'm saying. So yeah. Fuck 49ers, but you know, that was a good win for them. <laughs> Right. So now um, that we have the week 11 picks. Yeah. You want to, you want to rattle through these and we'll just go through them. Fine. Um, bills at lions. Like bills. Come on. Oh, like I, I'm actually, I shouldn't if, say it like that. I don't, I shouldn't what say it like if, that. But what if lions, right? I, I wouldn't be surprised, but at the other seat, the lions beat the Packers. Packers aren't really good. And then they just, is this beat. why, is this why the bills played in Detroit? Cause they play Detroit the following that's week. That's funny. Cause they might as well just stay there and practice yeah. then at that point. So, but I mean, that, that's going to cost money. Nice they, little, nice little two week vacation in Detroit. Right. <laughs> um, next up giants at Cowboys. I, I hope it's giants, I guess. Yeah. I'm going to dang. It's one of those things, right? I'm going to go Cowboys. I hate it. If you want to stay Giants, that's fine. It's just that between both Dak Prescott and Danny Dimes, it's I I, I lean towards Dak Prescott. I know yeah. they have Saquon Barkley, and maybe the Cowboys might even implode. I might even change this pick. This is like one of my ones I might change personally. But the next um, one, the next one up is is kind of a Patriots at Vikings, and it's a twelve o'clock game too. Mm-hmm. I would say Vikings. That's me though. I'm just gonna go with Patriots just because I, I want I want chaos. Okay, that's fine. Broncos at Panthers. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you have the bottom tier teams facing each other. Is the oh, Broncos? Gonna get... I've already got burned by the Broncos, man. Okay, I think... we're going Panthers. I'm going Panthers because, like, one, I want the Broncos to lose. So, fuck yeah, okay. it, we we want their pick. Uh, if we get it wrong, we get it wrong. We could at least handshake on that. There's one. a lot of hard. There's a lot of hard picks this week. Buccaneers, Buccaneers at Browns. Browns. I'm just gonna go Buccaneers because yeah, I think so. The too. Browns, ha- the, the Browns haven't really done anything to like give me hope that they can beat the Bucks. That's it. Period. The Bucks have all the pieces to kind of quiet yeah. Nick Chubb at least. And they now. have um um Julio Jones is healthy again until he's not healthy. So you know. yeah, Chris Godwin and Julio Jones, Mike Evans, they're all they're all chugging along. Ravens at Jaguars. We're going Ravens. Let's go. What has the Jaguars been doing lately? I haven't. We we, are, we 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 felt good about them early in the season. We look like idiots. <laughs> well, yeah, they they were they felt like they were not like competitors, like they, competitors, they, but like they were just actually winning certain games that you think yeah. they shouldn't be winning. That was did all. they upset the Bills or the Chiefs? They upset one of them, right? They upset. Yeah, it was someone big. I don't have like their record in front. Of them. I'm really just looking at the NFL playoff picture and where they are, and they are. They rose up plus three, so they're at eleven right now, and they're three and seven. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they might have had like the game where they upset a big team, but then they lost the rest of their games. So, yeah. next up we had Texans at up, Dolphins. That's that's Dolphins. There's no yeah, we're, we don't need to think too much about right. that. Bears at Jets. This I'm is very dependent on Bears. quarterback situation. Oh, you're right. Because is Justin Fields playing, and is Zach Wilson playing? Because if Zach Wilson is not playing, I think it's the Jets. And if Justin Fields is not playing, then I think it's the Jets. I might change this, but for now, uh, because I don't know about Justin Fields, I'm going to say Jets. 
Yeah, I'm going with Jets. I don't even know who their backup quarterback situation is. Right, right. Um, Bengals Bengals and Titans. Titans. Now, this one is more interesting because, yeah, Titans. Now, Titans have Tannehill again. Um, is this this isn't a division? It's not divisional. No, no, hell no, it's not divisional. This is <laughs> that's yeah. terrible for me. This isn't divisional, but it's an interesting matchup. I'm going with Titans just because I'm I've been hyping on Mike Rabel. We're gonna have a lot of different picks. This is gonna be a good week for one right. of us. All right, I'm gonna say <laughs> Bengals for now. I may or may not. I'm I'm. It's not like it's a flip. It's just weird. You don't even know. Yeah. So Falcons Except at Commandies, uh, the Commies. I'm going Commandies. I like Commandies. The- <laughs> commandies. <laughs> I'm going uh, Commies. Commies, man. Um, I believe in Taylor Heineke. They have an explosive offense now. And, Chase Young uh, is back. And Chase Young is back. And their defense, yo, I started their defense by accident, and they actually came through with like 20-plus points. So, hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they know that because that came on like the last play of the the game two or something like that. Didn't yeah, they? That... they had their their defense has been solid the past two outings, and now they have an offense to help support that defense too. So it's we'll basically see. what it's basically what the Jets need, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just need an offense. They need a quarterback. <laughs> they have their they have their scary Terry and Garrett Wilson. I think he's going to be a great player, but um, yeah, it's just the quarterback situation. We'll we'll, we'll see how we'll see how that all shakes out. So Chargers at Cards, Chargers, Chargers. Yes. Sorry, sorry, Oliver. Sorry, Ollie. Um, and then of course you got Raiders at Seahawks by the brand. We say Seahawks. Yeah, we um, we, we, we will never stray. Right, Rams at Chiefs. And it's yeah, Chiefs. We don't have to, we don't have to think about it. Hard at one that point, one. you would have been like, man, we don't know who is it going to be because when Jared Goff was on the Rams and they had the big game where it was like 50, 60 plus total points or something like that between the teams. You remember that game? Yeah. Where they had no defense, they just kept throwing touchdowns, and then the Chiefs yeah. eventually ended up winning. <laughs> yeah. Um, Saints at 49ers. 49ers, I guess. Not... Yeah. I mean, Saints I mean, I want, defense, I want, the Saints I defense see. will make it tough for them, but the Saints offense, I don't trust in. Yeah, I was going to say, I can see the, the – um... I can see the Saints just pulling out one of their weird wins this week, and I'll be okay with getting this one wrong. But Oh, I'm fine with weird. that. Yeah. We'll... Eagles at Packers. Or, sorry, Eagles. Packers at Eagles. Eagles. But, yeah. Even if I know Christian Christian Watson has been doing good, but like all Eagles have to do is focus on him, then yeah, <laughs> you know they got so. big play Slay and uh, James Bradbury out there. So all right, but last one, but at least I have a I have a conundrum for you. Steelers at Colts. Conundrum. That is your word of the day. Conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> a game in which you do not give it a shit. Who wins you don't give loses. a shit about? It's a Monday night game. And yeah, so what do you Steelers think? Steelers at Colts. Steelers. Uh, I don't know. It's both, you have two rookie quarterbacks going after each other here. But Matt Ryan's, I think, been playing again. Is he? Yeah, I think he, under James or Jeff Saturday, I think he's been starting. Mm, I'm gonna go Steelers just for the hope of it. Like, yeah, I think I don't have for... any hope for Colts at this point, man. They don't even know that they don't even know what quarterback they want because I heard it wasn't even because they. They didn't bench Matt Ryan because of the injury. They benched him because of like his play. So if at that point you don't know who what quarterback you have. So anywho, Steelers. Yeah, and that's our that's our week eleven or yeah week eleven week twelve week eleven picks. Yes, sir. Is it week eleven or week twelve? Is it? Oh. Yeah, it, was, it, it should be week eleven. We're not in week twelve yet. Oh no! Yeah, we are in week twelve. Are you serious? Wow! It is yeah. week twelve. Hey guys, um, you've probably been yelling at us, you know, about us saying week eleven over and over because we just got through week eleven, especially when we said week ten games. It's okay, you know, we're just missing reps over here. Buy the <laughs> brand. Buy the, the brand. 
by the brand, we're missing reps. So I don't know where our minds were at for a good week, but yeah, here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, that wraps up all of our week 12 predictions. Any last things before we uh, sign off here, Ed? Literally today, as we were recording on November 22nd, today is the anniversary of the butt fumble from the Jets and Patriots game years ago. Ten years, man. Ten years. I hope someone reminds Mark Sanchez that this week. Everyone's been reminding Mark Sanchez. Literally this on, season, he said, hey, that I forgot what it was. There was a play that happened this season where he was like, great. People can forget about the butt fumble now. He said it this season. Oh, no, no. Season. What you're, I think what you're thinking of is Dan Orlovsky when uh, someone ran out the back of the end zone for a safety. No, no, no. I'm serious. Like, like um, uh, whatchamacallit? Mark Sanchez tweeted out that, like, people can start to forget about the butt fumble. I think it, well, it wasn't just the Dan Orlovsky thing. That, cause Maybe it's a both, separate one there. Yeah. It was an actual thing that happened in a game this season. And he says, oh, finally, they can forget about me. We're not going to forget <laughs> about you, Mark Sanchez. Happy especially, anniversary for the butt fumble, man. Especially when you're a TV analyst. And not, and I'll, I'm not going to lie, he's not a bad TV analyst, too. He's a... Uh, no, he's really he's good, a, but like yeah. and Dan Orlovsky is too. But like the thing with Dan Orlovsky is, I remember he got burned this season. I forgot what episode it was. Someone definitely brought up the fact that like of that particular season, mm-hmm. especially where he ran out the back of the end zone in terms of quarterback play, and he talks about quarterbacks heavy. But hey, Dan, I mean that's that's Dan for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't you can't really hurt him. He knows about that. So either way, he's like I've been the worst, so I know how like who's the best. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. you do. Um, my other uh, final send off is to protect your, for all the teams, protect your quarterbacks, man. Because this season has been rough on quarterbacks. For some, I know every season's rough on quarterbacks, but this season in particular feels like we're just seeing like Tua go out, Justin get out, Herbert. both Justin Fields and Her- and Herbert uh, both go out with uh, certain injuries, and they still want to play and stuff. I'm just like, man. Some of the teams you need to protect Mac your Jones. quarterback. Yeah, Mac Jones too. But like in terms of like Patriots, Patriots do everything to protect their quarterback. The Brown, yeah. uh, the Bears, the Bears don't really necessarily do that because the Bears' offensive line sucks. <laughs> so we, we're not going to get into that. But either way, protect your quarterbacks because that is your money makers. So that's it for me. What about you, man? Uh, last Thursday we were given a gem. Uh, I think the. Amazon was doing like a special type of broadcast. You know how they have like their next gen stats one, their normal broadcast. And they had one with like LeBron and like Jalen Ramsey was on there too. It's Jalen Ramsey. I think it was like uh, that podcast they do or whatever. And they just happened to show it on there because they're in the barbershop talking. That I forgot what show that is, but unless it's something different, but either way. Yeah, continue. maybe. Um, but Jalen Ramsey called out <laughs> LeBron and how he'd be always capping. And so LeBron uh, even agreed. He was like, "Yeah, I do yeah. be capping." He's like, "I do be capping." I'm like, "Yo, <laughs> someone said we did like the, there was a tweet, and someone was just like, you know, that was the hero we who who knew that this season the hero we needed was Jalen Jalen Ramsey calling yeah, but, out LeBron on capping because Loki LeBron. The reason why the capping meme started is because he really does cap. He really does lot. cap in a, a lot of stuff, and it's it's ridiculous. The meme, the meme and so what I'm looking forward to is another week of LeBron capping memes of just like moments where LeBron where, where people caption it where LeBron's like, you know, oh yeah, I told him. I called him up the game the day before and said, "Hey, you need to go get a kick return touchdown." For some a couple of my favorite ones from this week were uh when he uh <laughs> there was one where he was like, "When I saw Tony Pollard warming up, I he I knew it'd be win by 30 or something like that." <laughs> And then there was another one where he was like, oh, I knew Cordero Patterson was going to fumble, which would lead to a bare score. But 
uh, Cordero Patterson needs to come back and get a kick return touchdown, and oh he did. Gosh. Well, of course, that's after the fact because that's the whole point. But I think I seen one where he was like, "Yeah, I knew this team was going to play good today." You know, it was just like you just never. I, I never thought against this team or whatever like that. Yeah. I love those cap memes, so I'll definitely be looking at those uh, going forward. Yeah, for sure, and I think uh, that's all good for me. You good? I'm good, man. All right, that's all from us here at the Misreps Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to like and subscribe on whatever platform that you're on and follow us on our socials. We're at Miss Reps on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, thanks again for listening. You know, we love having, you know, we love having you on. And uh, we hope to see you again next week. Peace.